Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Lights, Camera, Rant. And for this particular episode, a returning guest to finish off the year, I have Tom from Two Sides of the Story. Welcome back, man. How are you going? Lee, you beautiful bastard. Look at you. (laughs) I'm so happy to be back, man. I'm happy to have you, especially to, like, wrap up this year almost. Yeah, you have to be my my second last guest for the year. Um, it's an honor, buddy. I mean, I love the show. Um, I learned a lot about video games. I'm a big gamer guy, but fuck, I learn a lot. It's fine. And it's oh, just okay. like, I, and the fact that, like, I know that you've been having more guests on lately, but fuck, can you talk? I love it. And you Did I just lose you there, Lee? Yeah, hand, yeah. Just go back. You would just be like, and gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, no, all I'm saying, I, I learned a lot from gaming. Not a, the biggest gamer, but everything you bring in insights. You, like, you almost have me sold on buying an Xbox, and I've been a PlayStation guy my whole life. Oh, well, thanks, man. I, I hope so. Um, I, I hope uh, hope you enjoy it, um, and I'm glad. I, I always appreciate your feedback every single time. Oh, my pleasure. Um, but... I know. I actually thought the other day I had someone say to me the other day, I was like, you know, you've had a lot of guests on lately. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just been go, go, go um, for the last few weeks, wrapping up to Christmas. Uh, it's just, I just looked back and, yeah, my episode last week, I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah. What, like, what's great about you having guests is that, like, sometimes they'll challenge you and, like, you'll get a guy that, like, will make you think of a different perspective or if you, like, disagree. I love it. Like, either way, you get, like, two spectrums of it. And then your points are always so well thought out and you, you, you bring on such a different take. Like, I just love seeing, like, when you have two like-minded people but, it, like, they sh- share different opinions, I, that just makes for good podcasting. Hmm. Especially when you know it's going to be a good debate. Like, you know, it, you're already going in knowing that they're going to be two sides flipped. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like, uh, which he was absolutely pleasure, Corey from the Corey Tucker show. He had Yeah, that really was a good, good one. Uh, I was really happy to have him on. Yeah, that was a great episode. That guy really, like, he brought some hot takes. Like, I remember messaging you, like, I don't know if I can yeah. be friends with this guy, but fuck, he has some good, he has some hot takes. But it was just like, ah, uh, I didn't think of it that way. Ah, uh, like it made me angry at the same time I was learning. Like, I was just like, oh, uh, it's like when you hear someone of like a different political side and then you hear them being reasonable with what they, what they believe in, you're just like, okay, maybe you have some good points. All right, fair. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, all right, I will concede that that is a fair thing to want. <laughs> I guess you're right. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was I a great know, episode. Man. I was engaged for like what? What was that? Like two hours? Two and a half hours? 
Yeah, two hours. Two hours. Uh, yeah. We actually, we, which I was just talking about before we started this episode, is only in the last 24 hours. Our last episode just cracked into our, my top 10 episodes um, with 45 plays. And I think, I think the timing wise, I think Michael from Star Wars is a longer episode, only by like a minute or two. I thought we had beat Michael. No? Okay. No. Well, guess what? I'm bringing no, fucking thunder I, today. I thought we beat Michael too until I looked. I was like, I don't like him. It was only like a minute off by the time I cut yeah. off and like trimmed. I'm like, I probably should have <laughs> trimmed. We would have made it. Um, <laughs> you got to leave old no, Tommy but, Boy unedited. That's the trick. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, so everyone, for everyone listening, what we're going to be doing for this episode is we're going to be talking about the hot... Other mess that is the DC at the moment, which I can't, I think this is the eighth time I've said that, but it just seems to keep just shoveling on top. Um, and then we're going to be talking about how Tom is watching Stargate from the very start, Fresh Eyes, which I'm yep. so excited to talk about. And he's excited to talk about because I just watched Star Trek First Contact for the very first time. Yeah, we got it. We got much to discuss, good buddy. Yeah, there we do. So, look, let's let's not sugarcoat it. What the fuck? Uh, what the so fuck? I, I might disagree with you on what you, what you're calling is a dumpster fire that is the DCU. I think it was a dumpster fire, and here comes the firefighters that is James Gunn and Peter Safran. That's how that's how you say that. I think so. I keep stuffing yeah. his name up. So. Yeah. So I'm, I kept so, saying, like, James Gunn and his mate. I mean, the only way that you can properly do the DCU is we know that Ben Affleck isn't going to come back as Batman. You have a guy that plays the Flash that keeps fucking around with the, like, keeps breaking the law. Like, he should be behind bars. And then, like, you have a quality of movies that have come out already that aren't the best. If you're going to bring in new people and you're going to have new blood, I like the idea of just you know what? We got to rebuild. We got to restructure and we're going to start anew. The first plan didn't work. Scrap the first plan. Does it break my heart that Henry Cavill won't be seen as Superman again? Yes, it does. It's actually the second time they tried to do it. Remember, this is the second time they've tried to launch a shared universe. Yeah, Yeah. it it was. (laughs) But you got to understand, man, like they don't have like, I think Kevin Feige is like a one in a million person. And the fact is they just put they put it all on this guy before the before James Gunn came around. It was just a WB <coughs> executive that was running the show, and WB mm. doesn't give a fuck about comic books. WB doesn't give a fuck about that. They care about successful movies. So it's going to bring in money, and we're all mm. going to see the movies. That's the thing. Yeah. We're all going to go. We're all going to go. It doesn't matter. Sadly, we will be seeing Joker two. That's apparently going to be a musical. I'm kind of so down with that because I think. What I think they're going to do is, you ever see an ep- the episode of Scrubs where they had uh, a musical episode? Oh, jeez. You're, you're drawing on my um, memories now. I feel like I can see it, but I can't remember any of the songs. Like, I remember so, them singing a lot. Yeah, so the reason why they had an episode of Scrubs where there was a musical and the reason they made it work was someone had, like, a mental illness. It turned out they had, like, a, uh, like a tumor on their brain. And because of this tumor... This one, right. this one particular character can only see in song. 
So yeah. what I'm thinking is because the Joker leads so heavily on mental illness, there's going to be something along those lines. Or at least that's what I'm hoping for. Because I love it when a musical uh, makes sense. When a musical doesn't make sense, it bothers me. Because true. musicals, because the thing about musicals is no one's there looking at people going, why are you all singing? And that bothers me. But if you go to like the Buffy musical or Scrubs musical, or uh, I think the Flash did one, there's always yeah. a reason for the Lucifer singing. did. Yeah, Lucifer, Lucifer did, did as well. Yeah. yeah, and there's always a reason why. Mm. So well, I I think what I think what's caught me off guard with not caught me off guard with I keep saying the dumpster fire that is the MC is the AMC is the DCU's because I I knew it's no it was gonna be try I've said in my last episode it was gonna be trial by fire they were they were not going to be able to launch a and fix everything without breaking some bones I think it's just the fact that. Henry Cavill, I think within a, about a month, month and a half, said, mm-hmm. I'm back. Next post. I'm not. <laughs> like, month and a half. And that's unfair. Doing that. And shit happens, man. But shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. Like, it, like it, honestly, it sucks. And it sucks that he gave up The Witcher to do it, too. Like, he, not only that he gave up one role that he's badass in to a, yeah. for another role where he was, quite frankly, he was an amazing Superman. He was. I saw I, it, the like, best meme. It is. I saw the best meme, and it was that one where the Homer cuts up the hole in the jacket, and when he's trying to be a teacher, and Marge is like, "You've ruined a completely good jacket," and he's like, "No, I've ruined two perfectly good jackets." And it's the DC going, "I've ruined two perfectly good franchises." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and it makes it that makes <laughs> perfect sense. Yeah, but but you're right. If they start anew, and, like, I trust James Gunn. James Gunn oh. has never led me astray. James 100%. Gunn, I think the mind of James Gunn, like, he's doing it right. And if he wants to start with a young Superman, start with a young Superman. Th- that doesn't necessarily mean that, that he doesn't grow up to be Henry Cavill. Like they said, they will talk about future stuff. And know what else would be mm. sick? Henry Cavill is fucking uh, Cal uh no uh, as Jor-El. Why not? Yes. Actually, it'd be a good twist if he plays Zod. That yeah. would just be that would be Oh, look a new Superman. But there's so many you. But there's but there's so many other Superman villains that we have like yet to see like we oh. have played out Lex Luthor. We have played out Zod. Brainiac. <laughs> Brainiac. Me. I really want to I want to see Brainiac. I want to see Bizarro Superman. And who's to yes. say Henry Cavill can't play Bizarro Superman? Like I, there's like there's an onslaught. I want to see Toy Man make an appearance. You don't yes. have to. And like whatever happened to like the side bad guys? Like I don't need to see. Like wouldn't it be dope just to have like a scene where Superman's just be- defeating one known. But minorly known supervillain, and then the like movie Spider-Man. takes off. Like, there's nothing wrong with like, that. Like, I would like that. Like, if you had it, like, if Spider Man was just finishing off, let's say, Mysterio. Uh, I don't Rhino. know. Yeah, let's say it was, yeah. But they're, like, they're not the yeah. main bad guy. They're just a bad guy he had to deal with. 
Yeah, like Batman starts off start. just putting away Clayface, so we get to see a Clayface, but our main villain mm-hmm. is somebody else. Like I've never seen mm-hmm. a movie start like that because like, you feel like if you get a character like that, you you have to see more of them. Whereas, like the one thing we know from all of these bad guys is they always escape, all goddamn always, and I kind of miss that. I I want to see a villain live, and I want to see them escape. Like that was the beautiful thing about having these constant villains. Like if we like, I think there was a different plan, I, which I learned from the podcast you did with Corey Tucker. Like what the Dark Knight Rises. So like clearly the Joker's going to escape from that prison and then get involved with the Riddler and all that stuff. And I want to see that. We haven't really seen that in a comic book movie i don't think ever where the villain escapes everyone tends to die or stays in jail the only one that makes a like a common occurrence is scarecrow which is dope but also like and like like that's the only time we've ever seen like a minor villain kind of show up in a movie and where he's just kind of there and i like that i want to see more of that i want to see like i want to see like uh batman just uh Batman just finishing up with Clayface, and then what? And then he he has his real villain that is the Riddler or some shit. Like I, like I don't know where the end is, but like I want to see him wrestling with Man Bat, and then have him face Mister Freeze. That's true. And the thing is that you, the funny thing you say that is because uh, the only um, Scarecrow is the only person who's played the villain three times, but. In it now, the two he deals with them well, except for the third one. But he deal like Dark Dark Knight. He deals with them first thing, and yeah. moves on to the real villain. I love like that was great for me. It was just like cool. Like he either escaped or somehow got out, and now he's drug dealing. Or like, did he actually get arrested at the end of Batman Begins? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen the movie. Uh, yeah, no, he gets arrested. He got arrested. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets, so he escapes, and that's amazing. Like, that's the thing I want to see. I'm tired of seeing great villains die. Like, it bothers mm-hmm. me that that was the trope for, like, the longest time. Like, I like that mm-hmm. Magneto was always a constant bad guy in the first three X-Men films. Prison, like, escape. Yeah, like, you, yeah. You, you need that. I feel like, because that's what it was in the comic books. These these villains are always, like, somehow escaping. And if you mm. go in like the, to like the 1966 Batman, like the cops are both amazing and incompetent at the same time. Have you ever watched it? Like 1966 Batman? Uh, yeah, I've seen, I've had clips. I've never sat down and watched a full episode, but it's just, uh, it's so cringy. It's amazing. It's really amazing if you see how the cops work. So like I, there was a, there was an episode where like uh, silver dollars start coming out of the milk machine and there is no, no evidence of who's doing it. But they just know that it's the Joker. So it's just like, but they also know because it's the Joker, they can't handle it. So they call him up on the bad phone going, listen here. So they're like super good detectives knowing (laughs) who's going to do it, who's doing it with zero evidence. But they're also like, we are not good enough to deal with this fucking guy. So can you just do some Batmaning, please? Some Batmaning. Hi, can you please do some Batmaning? (laughs) Shit. Uh, it's like the semi the world's greatest detective, but you're right. Like, it's it's interesting that factors like how's it going to, you know, why can't we get more villains like that? You know, but I think it's because with Superman, they've they've uh, you know, they've really tried to reboot it, and they've gone from Zod to Darkseid, which we will not see Darkseid for a very long time now. 
And I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with that if they're telling good stories to lead us to dark side. I think the big yeah. problem with the Justice League is that they rushed it. A lot of there was a lot of rushing involved in that movie, and a lot of mistakes mm. were made. Like the, mm. they wanted the to do one of their own. Yeah, the like, waiting cut was the Snyder cut. Yeah, but even like the Snyder cut was better, but it, I don't know if it was good. Like you know what I mean? I, they should like I, I've made the same before. They should have not rushed into just doing the Justice League movie. They should have. Spaced out a little bit more. Ben Affleck might have been a little bit happier, but but here's the thing. Though. Here's the thing, though. When your your main com- uh, opponent is the MCU right now, and you do a similar thing where you do a whole bunch of like introduction movies, leading to a big bad, leading to more of these bigger bads and all this other stuff. Mm. What's that fucking sound like to you? It sounds like you're ripping someone off. Yeah, which has been the DC you. Marvel MO forever. Yeah, that's right. And that, that creates an argument within itself. Yeah. So, so I don't blame the DCU for going like, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to like change it up mm-hmm. a little bit, try to make it our own. So let's start with a thing that unites everybody and then we'll have them do their things on their own. And mm-hmm. then we'll do some things that brings them all together again. And then maybe that was going to lead to like a Justice League Unlimited, where we're going to have a whole oh. movie with everything, all the heroes, all the time, always. That would have been so good. Well, Snyder had well, the, remember the original slate that they showed at Comic Con contained Justice League Part One, Part Two, Cyborg movie, and the Green Lantern movie. Yeah, which none here. Yeah, exactly. So when. And I think the W the problem with it being with Warner Brothers is Warner Brothers gets in the ear of their execs and their directors and their writers. Yeah. Too much. Like look at all of the past. Like like the the Brandon Routh Superman movie. Brandon Routh Superman movie was boring and emo as fuck. It was just like yeah. oh, no one understands. I'm just gonna watch Lois from this window for a while and I'm all mm. alone on this planet. And then she forgets that he's Superman and also forgets that she fucked Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. cause she like forgets and her son is Superman's son. So like, there's not a scene where she's like, when did you rape me? Superman? Yeah. Yeah. When did, when did this happen? Yeah. Well, spe- uh, faster than a speeding bullet. Indeed. Eh? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, to, well, lucky. Well, lucky. She's not having sex with Invisible Man. All that would be very painful for him if Superman yes. just jumped straight in. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's an entirely different fucking <laughs> story, the, right there. Yeah, right there. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think to me, it's just more surprising how how we're getting to this point because you know now the Rock, apparently the Rock's also unfollowed. WB and uh, Black Adam from Twitter, I, I saw on the news, and apparently he's taken the loss pretty hard. Yeah, the, the Black Adam was his baby. I would be pissed too. But the problem mm. is, is that there's new fucking guys in charge. And if I'm The Rock, if I'm The Rock, I'm talking to them, trying to see what we can salvage. I don't know what we're going to do with all these other movies that are slated to come out. Like, honestly, The Flash is still coming out. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Aquaman 2 is still coming out. Fucking yes. uh, uh, 
Shazam 2, uh, all of these DC EU movies are still slated to come out. Mm. And then for what? For what? You're not like, yeah, yeah, like what are we doing? Go- they're not going to anything anymore. Well, the best thing that the DC EU has is Shazam because Shazam didn't tie its like. Yeah, it hinted at Superman, but did we see his face? No, sir. Yeah, yes, it hinted at, hinted at Batman. Do we see a Batman? No, we see a bat. Uh, orang. Bat orang. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's true. Well, the, James James Gunn did say the fact that his DC EU will not go in full effect until after Aquaman 2. So nothing yeah. on the current slate board will be changed at all. But apparently mm-hmm. he did say that in Feb they will be making an announcement. Yeah. So if we're going to get the announcement that uh, uh, what's his name? Aquaman. Um, uh, Jason Momoa yeah. is apparently going to be stepping down as Aquaman and he's going to be taking over the role of Lobo. Yeah. Which I'm super down for. But also, like, what's the point of doing Aquaman 2? Yeah. What's the point? I, like, yeah, like, if they were going to scrap movies, just scrap all of these movies. But they didn't hire these guys at the time when they were doing that. No, and that makes me... That's going to be a big what if. Is like, do you wish James Gunn was at the very start of the DCU? Well, they hired um, a guy, right? They hired... What's his name? They hired a guy with next Gunn. No, it wasn't Zack Snyder. There was that in-between guy. He lasted like a week. Jeff. Jeff something, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And he. So like that. He was there for the cuts. But he lasted a week. Hmm. So like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things. But like, we got to look at it from a different perspective. I was talking to uh, uh, Zach at Nerdos. Right? Mm. I think it's that. Yeah. And he. Yeah. And he had some great points about like what's going on with DCU and like, and like I'm I'm just kind of down. Like I'm down to see some fresh faces. I'm down if we're gonna start young, then let's start young. Like my big issue with like Ben Affleck taking the mantle of Batman is like, well, like okay, so you've been Batman for a while, but also you look like you're ready to fucking retire. So like, yeah. what are like? There's so much like you look older now like i i was down for ben affleck and i'll go on record saying ben affleck is probably the best batman we've ever seen on screen i'll have this debate with you but like but i'm talking visually the visual batman we've ever seen on screen is ben affleck's visually using the yes the the grappling gun to not only as not to not just go up but actually use it as a tool the the oh shit the the violence the the kicking ass. Yeah, I could have done without mm. the branding and the the murdering and stuff. But also, mm. Michael Michael Keaton's Batman murdered. So, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look back so, at it, it's like, yeah, he definitely murdered him. Yeah, he, he fucking blew a dude up with dynamite at one point in Batman Returns. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah, he so, did. like, I mean, so I want to see a Batman that sticks to his guns and uh, no pun intended, but like the non-killing, I want to see that. Like that was great about Christian Bale's Batman, but Christian Bale's Batman was one note. Like you didn't really see him be the world's greatest detective. You saw him be a billionaire. Yes. Yeah. You saw it both. I, I didn't hate Ben Affleck's, I didn't hate Ben Affleck's portrayal as Batman. Um, I think he is the most brutal, f- physically imposing Batman that's been on screen. Um, 
and definitely the detective. Like, and you know, it's not. It was good seeing Batman interact with Superman and Aquaman, and you know, he's so good in the Snyder Cut, and it makes sense that he is the Nick Fury bringing this team together. Yeah, you know, and him being at that point where the man who usually has no hope for anything is the Which one is- that's. Un, which is unlike Batman. Like, if you look at other things, Batman, his big thing, he doesn't want to work with people. No. And he was he, he didn't want to be a part of the Justice League. Yes. He's a part-timer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I saw the, those episodes of the Justice League Unlimited are badass. Especially when they find out that he has a plan to defeat all of them if yeah. they ever turned evil. And then they're like, yo, but like, you can just destroy us whenever you want. It's like, yeah, it's called a countermeasure. I need to. And, like, the line in Batman v Superman, he goes, like, if there was just a 1% chance that he can turn on us, we have to treat it as a goddamn certainty. That line gets my mm. blood boiling. I love that fucking line. Like, when he's talking that's about true, Superman to true, Alfred. Though. And that's the right That's yeah. the right way to look at that. Because, mm. like, you have this... Superman's fucking insane, God. if you think about it. And... And then if he just had a bad day, which we see in the Injustice games, once he has his bad day, holy fuck. Boom. Which apparently, I I think I heard they were going to make a third one of those games, actually. They're going to make a third third, um, Injustice game. But you're right. You're right. And that's that's the thing is I don't understand. I would have loved to see the Ben Affleck movie once I saw what the script was meant to be. Yeah. You know, him going up against Deathstroke. Big hand-to-hand combat. A lot of Arkham, apparently. But that's, you know, so that's the thing. is You look back on this, and these are all... Like, the DCU would just be a big pile of what if. What if this <laughs> happened? What if that happened? What if this finally fluoresced? And now with James Gunn, it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to be doing moving forward. Mm-hmm. And where a is it going to be called the DCEU? Are they going to be called? Are they going to rebrand it something else? Well, they did uh, the par- DCU now. It's DCU now. Just DCU. Yeah. Oh, got, well, they got go. rid of the E. Ah, oh. which oh, which yeah. is which makes sense. The extended universe. Fuck off. Yeah, I never I never understood that either. When they first announced that, I remember thinking, but it's just the universe. Like if we're not. You just started. You're not extending anything. Mm-hmm. We're still um, in Gotham. Yeah, <laughs> we're still in Gotham. And oh, well, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman three is now yeah. gone. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of bummed. I really like Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I loved her Wonder Woman. Uh, I could in. I really enjoyed the first one. First Wonder Woman I thought was fantastic. It was great. Uh, second Wonder Woman, 1984. Not the best, but it had its moments. It had some cool moments. I liked the fight scene between her and Cheetah. I liked the beginning scene, the young oh, young Deanna's doing like the, the cathalon or whatever you want to call it with all yeah, the Amazons. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah it, was like, it had its moments. Like This is like... If there were moments of that. It had potential. And, yeah, like, I, I thought it was weird that she's just okay seeing a dude and 
her like someone else is possessing his body and we're just okay with this all right and fine. she sleeps with him I, yeah. my biggest argument with one woman two is like are you telling me in the absolute plethora that is her catalog of comics the best thing you could have on paper the best thing was that you have this amazon warrior princess god Go up against a guy with a wishing stone. Like that, like... Well, I, the, the thing about Wonder Woman is she comes with the mystic, right? She comes with those well, ancient that's... artifacts and those, those things. So, they, like, I get why they went that route. However, like, she has some better fucking villains that she faces. I'm happy we got to see Cheetah, and I'm happy we got to see it... Yeah. Like turn the way it did, like I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I'm but, happy like, we saw the gold suit. Yeah, like there were there were things of that that I was like, this is fucking cool. This is cool. The whole movie, not great, but these moments were worth the watch. So mm. I'll say that about Wonder Woman 1984. If I'm gonna find like, there's a, I'll give you a silver lining mm. for fucking anything. I'm a big mm. Kevin Smith fan, and I like the way he looks at things. And I'll give you this. I'll give you like a. I'll give you a why it's good on any fucking movie if you want. The Room. The Room is just great for comedy. Now, The oh, Room okay. I saw in Edmonton, every the first Friday of every month at this movie theater in Edmonton, um, you can go and bring your own plastic spoons, and it's just like a fanfare. It's like people are treated like the same way. We've got something um, here. Same thing. You're putting your plastic spoons, and you, you yeah. throw it at the screen. And every single time they do a glory shot of San Francisco, uh, they go, meanwhile, in San Francisco, for every single glory shot. Honestly, for comedy purposes, that is a great movie for, like, the laughter of, like... And also, do you ever notice that no one ever closes a door in that movie? No one notices. But every time someone walks in the house, they never close the door. So they're not like they're letting the AC out, they're letting bugs in. Like there's a whole fucking thing. And like no. everyone just walks in and out of that house, leaves the door open. No, I no, I didn't I just found it weird the fact that, you know, people come to their house to study and they don't know who they are. Yeah. But they just come in and out because they have a key, apparently. Or, or the mother with cancer that doesn't die or get better or anything. She's just like, we're gonna throw this in here for fun. Yeah. By the way, you have you have cancer. Meanwhile, yeah. over over here, um, yeah, I know. And all and all the spoons and forks are framed. Yep. Or it's or it's the same sex scene that's been repeatedly used for three different people with the oh, same yeah. body. Or or my personal favorite in the flower shop. Which is like, oh hi Johnny, I didn't see it was you. Oh hey Kitty, you're my favorite customer. Okay, bye. Like it's yeah. just the most awkward scene uh, ever. Like, oh hey Johnny, I didn't see it was you. He's standing right in front of her. Yeah, he comes. He walks straight in. Like he doesn't yeah. hide. He walks straight in. And everyone's yeah. surprised to see everyone. Everyone doesn't just say like, hey man, what's up? It's, oh hey, oh hi Mark. Yeah. Oh hey, oh hi Mark. Oh hi Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hi, Terrible. Mark. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's your silver I mean, lining. All right, all right, all right. I'll give, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's good for a laugh. Uh, yeah, all right. That's good. Uh, <laughs> but, look, it's Wonder Woman 3 is gone. Paige Jenkins seems to be a bit uh, 
sensitive about the whole thing because she went on Twitter and did her side of the story uh, that I saw. Um, mm-hmm. She posted the whole, apparently, the interaction of everything going on. Uh, but Henry Cavill, he, he's got Warhammer now. Yeah. So in the space of a month, he's left a job, got a job, left the job, got a new job. And a job that would make him fucking happy to do. He's a Warhammer fan himself. He's a massive nerd. Yeah. Good for him. Mm. Honestly, like, I'm I'm so happy for him the way it worked out. Like, like, the thing is, is that we have to accept what's going on now. We have to just look at these things ending. We can't go back and be like, I wish they did this. I wish they did that. No, James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing what they're going to do now, and we got to just look upward. And they may Mm. be some of the best DC movies we ever get. Or yeah. it might be a gigantic pile of shit, and then we have to start anew again. But and Marvel will be on to phase eight. Yeah, but like, I but tell me this: like, as a comic book movie fan, like, you're still going to all of them. Like, you're going to see them in theaters. You're going to see every single one of them, whatever happens. Like, I'm still yep. seeing Aquaman two. I'm still going to see Shazam two. I'm still going to see mm. whatever happens. And then we have this whole separate DC area. Of films like the Batman, what's happening with the Batman with Robert Pattinson? I hear the green lit a sequel, but what are we doing with that? Yeah, that's, that's on its own. Apparently, that's yeah, apparently that's on its own, and that's fi- apparently that's fine, and that has been touched to James Gunn's plan. Like that's all. Yeah, that's all. So we're going to have two Batman. Yeah, that's yeah. The, the, so we have two Batmans, and apparently, yeah, I don't know because because uh. Apparently, James Gunn also met with Ben Affleck to direct a comic book movie, but don't know if that was to Distarian or just direct. But yeah, we're possibly going to. Because remember, this year we were going to have three Batman. Yeah. We were going to have both Robert Pattinson at the beginning and then we went to have The Flash. And then we're going to have Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. They're both showing up in that movie. Yeah. And Ben Affleck as well. But that's that's not yeah we're getting that next year now. But don't you worry, everything getting cancelled. We still have Flash, who doesn't like Hawaiians. <laughs> it, it, this whole thing is so ridiculous to me. And also, like, not who I would have cast as the Flash either. Like, I like how I like how weird he is as a Barry Allen. The, like the awkwardness of the Barry Allen he's portraying. But like, what like read a comic book. That's not what Barry Allen looks like. Like, it's not... I, I want to nah. see the red-headed stepchild that no one fucking knows about with the rough upbringing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Red hair. And that then the... You. And, and his awkward run of just... Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it's, uh... Oh, what's her name? The chick from Internals. She did it better. Yes. Yeah, she did. Um... I can't remember her name. I know. I, Eternals actually, is not. Eternals nah. is not my favorite. No, actually, I got stumped on Eternals this, last week. Uh, me and a couple of mates, we do into a Marvel trivia Christmas Marvel trivia night uh, mm. at a pub, and one of the questions was, "What is Kingo's name?" Uh, the movie actor, the movie actor, Internal, and we all completely forgot. Camille Nanjani. Yeah, the, the character's name. What was the character? Is it Kingo? Isn't it Kingo? Yeah, or is yeah. the character in his Bollywood movies? No, Kingo, like 
his character's name, not in the movies. We, I was writing Kino from Mortal Kombat. I completely forgot. I'm like, oh, I've only seen the movie once, and I felt it was bad. Well, I didn't like it. I uh, that one was another taste of doing too much with not a lot. Like, <coughs> hey. the hard thing about Eternals is that that was their origin, right? Mm. But it also sounded like it was just too much. I don't know. Why didn't you want to see the very first MCU sex scene? Well, I did, but like. In sand, know. yeah, it's coarse and rough. It gets everywhere. Yeah, it's Anakin uh, Anakin Skywalker's worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, sex and sand. <laughs> it's a desert. Uh, but anyway, anyway, you're right. Like, there's uh, that was meant to be re- announced. Internals too. That was something that was meant to be announced that didn't come to fruition. The, the it hasn't come to fruition yet. Like, there's a bunch of movies that I think they haven't announced yet that we're bound to get. Mm. Oh, oh, 110%. But yeah, right now, the DCU, I feel sorry for DC fans at the moment. You know, it's, you look at, not saying, but you look at over the fence and we have people complaining saying, oh, we have too many Marvel Disney Plus shows. Oh, we've got too much uh, movies, quantity over quality. I'm like, how about you go be a DC fan where you don't have a Superman? You don't have, you have, at one point you had too many Batman, now you have no Batman. And you have no Wonder Woman, and your entire universe is up in the air, and you can't pinpoint anything, or any new movie you watch potentially does not lead to anything. Well, here's the thing with this, too. There's a positive way to look at it. We're going to go get all of those characters back, and then some. And I think yes. with James Gunn at the helm, like, he's he he's the guy that made Bat Sprite fucking canon in the DCEU. Yes. Like... Yes, he did. So, like... So, I am not upset with, like, who's in charge, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do, because I think he's going to go through... The catalog. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see villains that we wanted to see on the big screen that we haven't seen ever. Like, I want to see Mr. Freeze not done by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want to see a fucking badass Mr. Freeze film. I saw a Mr. Freeze uh, Batman fan poster the other day, and it was like, uh, the caption was like, a cold chill is coming to Gotham. And it was a picture of Robert Pattinson's Batman looking over Gotham, and it was, like, fully encamped in snow. And it was very, like, a noir yeah. old poster. And I was like, yeah, yeah, do Have you ever seen Freeze. the animated movie Sub-Zero? A very long time ago. Yeah. Like, I would that love to awards. see it. Yeah, that was, a, that was a dope flick. That was a, yeah. a great animated Batman movie where you got good insight to uh, Mr. Freeze or Victor Freeze or whatever you want to call him. Mm. Mm. And it was a great story, and it covers, like, you have Batman, Robin, Batgirl involved. It's a whole thing. Great story. Mm. And, like, that was the thing that they would do. They were doing well in the 90s. They did this well as a cartoon in the 90s. Like, I would love to see something like that live action you could totally do today. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to see, like, you know who I always thought would make a good Riddler? 
is um, Michael C. Hall, the guy that plays Dexter. Oh, yeah. I always thought that he would make a fantastic Riddler. Do you ever see the movie Gamers with him and Gerard Butler? Yes. The way he plays his character as the bad guy in that movie, the Mm. way he, like, pounces around. Like, I saw a little bit of Jim Carrey's Riddler in that performance, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? You put that guy in a Riddler suit, I'm I'm fucking here for it. So like I'm Dan. Yeah, but like uh, the like we're but when we do these fan castings, we're always setting ourselves up for like some kind of disappointment, right? Yeah, and and like you remember when we ever we hear who's getting casted as like you remember when people were upset that Heath Ledger was cast as a Joker? Yeah, well, that's the thing. People were upset about Michael Keaton back in the day. Warner Bros. got so many letters of people complaining yeah. that it, because it's the perception of whatever their previous role was. Yeah. And I think Michael Keaton, his previous role was a comedy at the time. Uh, was it like Mr. Mom? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was uh, some kind of comedy, but that's why people were like, the guy from that is playing see, Batman. And also people forget that people, like, that's what acting is, right? pretending what you aren't like it and it, you have to go to a place to do these things like that yeah, was acting, right. and, yeah. and that was fantastic acting and that's what that is like I, I i'm not the guy that i will never criticize a a casting choice until i see the performance mm-hmm. because because you have to you have to see that there's a reason why they gave him a role there's a reason mm. why Thor was Chris Hemsworth, and there mm. was an onslaught of people that auditioned, and he went to the audition like four or five times to be like, all right, it's you. Congratulations. And we went with mm. this fresh-faced actor whose only previous note was playing Captain Kirk's father in the the new Star Trek, and he lasted eight seconds. At the time, and Home and Away. Home and Away? Yeah. We, yeah, Home and Away. Yeah. Yeah, it was Australian... So, Australian uh, soapbox TV show, which should have ended a very long time ago. Oh, nice. (laughs) Well, Um, that's the thing, right? Like, you don't know what these actors can do until you give them the opportunity. You only know what they can do based on what you've seen. But that's... Previously. But that's the thing with acting. Acting is, you can go as far as your imagination can can take you. And Mm. I love that about... Like Batman, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman went to this crazy, like, dark place where it was just like, I got to protect not only like these people, but like this guy's the fucking like. Look at the destruction he can cause, and he just did this shit by accident. Yeah, I know. Burned so much, it destroyed yeah. so much, which became an argument again. It was like, oh, you know, this Superman's too destructive. I'm like, it's his first real bad guy. Yeah, and we never got the second chance. Yeah, like. Also, when you have two guys with superpowers that are going to destroy a building, like, yeah, shit's going to go awry. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. There, there was a, there was like an ABC or NBC comedy where it was about the insurance companies in the DC universe. That was like, it didn't last long, but the concept's hilarious. Can you yeah. imagine? Oh, your building got torn down by Lex Luthor. All right. Well, yeah. here. <laughs> Yeah, here's your bill. And like, who yeah. pays for everything? It's like, oh, looking at Bruce. Yeah. It's the thing. There's always got to be one billionaire, right? 
Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. Look, look, I hope we look. I hope the DCU. I have complete faith in James Gunn. I know he's going to do a good job, and Emily's friend. And the best thing is even with what Kevin Feige said, how he's like. Someone asked him, "Do you know how do you feel about James Gunn being the head of DCU?" And he's gone. Look, I was one of the first people he called when he got the role. I congratulated him, and trust me, anything he makes, I will be the first person there. Yeah. Consider me like and you know I, that's already, genuine. Yeah. And like, look at like just look at the work that he's done. Like, just look at his work. Even look at his early work. Have you seen Slither? Hmm. No, but everyone apparently says that's really good. It's a fantastic alien horror movie. That it's that just like I think a lot of people slept on. Like, like once I started to enjoy like Guardians of the Galaxy, I started to deep dive. Like, hey, what else has he done? Because that's what I like. If I hmm. find like if I find an author I like, I'll go. Well, what else have you written? Let me find other shit. And then, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like you did this movie. Let me go check that out. Let me go check that out. Let me go check that out. Like that's the thing, right? That's the reason why I continue to listen to your podcast. You're a cool dude. I enjoy your show. I'm gonna stick with you until like you're with no. It's it's like brand loyalty to me. Uh, you stick with these people that if you enjoy what they're doing. Like the slightest bit, you're going to discover what they did before and what they're doing next, and you're going to stick to it. Like, I watched Brightburn just because James Gunn's name was attached to it. Yeah, apparently that was that's really good and just a horror Superman flick. Dude, it is an amazing movie. If you have the chance, like, that movie had me watching my rearview mirror the whole fucking way home. Like, I was just like, like, with that, but that was a beautiful horror movie of just like, if Spider, uh, if Superman ever fucking decided to be the bad guy, yeah. Like thank God right for there. Jonathan Kent. Like that's the thing is thank God for Jonathan Kent mm. because he raised him to be a good man. But there's the other mm. side of the coin where he was raised in Soviet Russia. There's another side of the coin where he was raised by the Luthers. There's yeah, a or, whole bunch of things. Or he was just a lab right in the gov- in a lab. Yeah, I think. When you say like brand loyalty, I'll have to say the uh, the person that I have like complete complete faith in that I'll go watch whatever they produce or make is Christopher Nolan. Yeah, because you know, anything you put to paper, he was a director that I, when I watched The Dark Knight, I went back and watched his other work, and pretty mm-hmm. much anything moving forward, I'm like, like I was straight away, I was like Inception, Tenant. Uh, and now Oppenheimer next year. I'm like, yeah, you see, you're, in, you're directing it. No, I need to. I need to watch that. I still need to watch that. That's and I a need fucking to watch, dope movie. That's a um, fucking I need dope to watch, movie. Oh, the, he's really early one. Um, it's with, um, where the guy who's tattooed himself and he's he's yeah 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 forgetting it's, his uh, Memento. past. Yeah, I need Memento. to watch Memento. Yeah. Uh, Another great movie, like, and that's the thing I love. Like, I do that with Kevin Smith, Quentin Tarantino, um, James Gunn. I'll do, and then like I'll just uh, help Ken, uh, Cameron Crow, uh, no Oliver Stone, Cameron Crow. I'll do that with. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like I think we're also at the age of directors, not just actors. I think like we're paying more attention of like who's behind the helm of this film than mm. we are because Petty Jenkins is a great director. Yeah, well, if she 
Well, currently, right now, I think it's she's now got uh, Wonder Woman three, and I don't think she has Road Squadron either. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's been getting the fucking shit into the stick, but it's not mm. from it's not like from a it's not from her. Like, it's all yeah, studio it's from her. Yeah, it, that's all it is, and. And the thing is, you want these things to succeed. And when you have these things, these franchises that have been iffy, and let's be honest, Star Wars has been fucking iffy. I'm going to say yeah. Star Wars television has been so much better than the Star Wars films we've been getting. Dude, preach. Utterly preach. I still, this, to this day, I think The Mandalorian singly saved the Star Wars franchise after the sequel trilogy. Yeah, you brought back both existing and new fans. Like to quote Kevin Smith, it's John Favreau and who's the other guy? Who's his partner? Um, Ah, no. um, I can see his hat. Something Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni going into the Star Wars toy box and just playing. That's what it mm. is, essentially. And that's what I love saying. It's like, it's when we see the Mandalorian in a Naboo fighter, that's something I would have done with my Star Wars toys as a kid. You know what I mean? And like when Kevin Smith pointed that out uh, on a podcast where it's just, it's John Favreau and Dave Filoni going to the Star Wars toy box and playing. And that is just, just and that's where yeah. fun storylines get created. And then all of a sudden, Boba Fett shows up. Fucking down. And then if you want to throw in Darth Maul in there somehow, some way, some, somehow, fucking power to you. If you make mm. it make sense, I'm probably going to be right, right on board. I want to see mm. that shit. I want to, like, I want to see the guy that did the young Han Solo. I want to see him come back as Han Solo in one of the TV shows. Just yeah. to do a fucking Kessel run or just to do whatever he's doing for Jabba the Hutt. I would watch yeah, that guy act and just have his show be all about all the missions he has to do for fucking Jabba the Hutt on how he got mm. like all all those runs, and mm. then oh, and then the reason why he owes him money, and then the moment he meets Luke, that's where the series ends. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I and just and the that. last the last scene of the show is Chewie goes to him and is like, "Yo, I got some people I want you to meet," and then credits because that's a new hope. So that would be good, and and we got Ahsoka as well. We got Luke back. We got yeah, one of the best Luke Skywalker scenes when he's taking down those robots, all those Terminators, basically yeah. Terminators. And we're gonna see, and we're seeing like we're seeing Jedi's be fucking Jedi's. Like the one thing that we didn't get in like <coughs> the original trilogy were Jedi's being fucking Jedi's. You yeah, got a cool lightsaber was... battle out of Vader and Luke, and you got a cool lightsaber battle out of Obi Wan and and Darth Vader. But that's mm. nothing compared to what it could have been. Mm. And I think they gave us the what could have been in Obi Wan Kenobi. That was a fucking great lightsaber. Yeah, scene. that was so I so good. And like I know a lot of people didn't like Obi Wan Kenobi, but I enjoyed it just as a fan. Just seeing you McGregor back. Him having another crack, um, further reaching the storyline between that gap uh, yeah. between the two characters, and seeing the cracked skull of Darth Vader with Anakin in it, like we've seen, yeah. and the voice changing, 
like the voice changing, like and then yeah. the and then the lighting of it, right? There was when Anakin was talking, there was the blue lightsaber, and then when Vader was talking, it's the red lightsaber. It was so fucking cool. Mm. Like and that's what I'm like. I got I know we're going a little bit all over the place, but like No no no, it's alright, but Star Wars TV going... show is saving the franchise, not the movies. Yeah, and then that's why I think they're they're scared of like doing more movies now. I know like Taika Waititi is supposed to be doing something, and there's the Rogue Squadron supposed to be a thing and all that. And like I'm down, I'm down. Like I'm, like I'm, like the one thing that well, the one thing that I thought that uh, Cassian or Andor or Cassian event mm-hmm. or whatever the name of the show was called, whatever that proved is that a story of the rebellion fucking works. Yeah, if it is. Yeah. There's no lightsabers. There's no Jedi. There's no Sith, and it's, it's not just a, a. It's not a, an original character. It works. Yeah, and it works, and you can do that, and you can do like I would like to see a like I also would like to see like a, a story of like a, a Jedi on the run, like not just Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi because he. He can't be. He wasn't a soul survivor. There was an. Uh, I think that's what Ahsoka is going to be, like the Jedi on the run. Or, I can't wait for Ahsoka because Hayden Christensen's returning. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And he's going to do both Anakin and Vader again because she's yeah. going to go and there's going to be a flashback episode of just like of her, her as a youngling and him training her and all that stuff. Mm. It's going to be fucking dope. Yeah. And we're all going to be sitting there going. Yes. And I also kind of think that as fans, we all have this imagination of where things should go. And we kind of, we're kind of to blame with our own disappointment a little bit. I think I talked about yeah. this last time I was on here. I think I did a little bit. It's just, yeah, it's, especially ex- it's with, expectation. Yeah. And we go like, well, I wouldn't have done this. I would have done this. Why didn't they do this? And they should have done that. Yeah. Well, this is what we fucking got. So, yeah. Like, yeah, you can't. I, like, well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you ever have dinner? Or like, uh, you go to your mom's for dinner and you're like, you're like, oh, this isn't great. And like, yeah, well, there's fucking starving children in Africa. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. whole thing. It's it's kind of like that with, with movies. It's just like, you, we were never going to see Obi-Wan Kenobi again. And now no. we did. That we were never going to see Ahsoka live on on a screen. Now yeah. we are. It always brings you back to the point of like, well, you can be a DC fan if you want. If you really want to complain, go over there. Yeah, but then, that's have... it. But like, and I, as a DC fan, and I am like, I watch it. Like, I don't. I never thought I would see King Shark on a live screen TV uh, on a movie. No, let alone Sylvester Stallone voicing him. And. and... No, I didn't think I would see that either. Actually, I think in that whole movie, I didn't think I'd ever see Starro. I don't yeah. think I'd ever. I didn't think on paper I would and, ever see that. And you know what? That could have made a, for a great Superman because one of my favorite episodes of uh, Batman Beyond is when Superman gets possessed by Starro. That's yeah. That and like it's the older Superman with the black and white suit. <laughs> Yeah. It kind of looks like Reed Richards at the time. Mm. That was a great episode, and I would have loved to see something like that happen again. That was a mm. great – those are great episodes. Those are great things I that, just, like – like, I, I was love, Batman, like – sorry, That's what Batman Beyond movie. That's what Batman Beyond movie 
Well, and I, I think take... we'll get it. Like, I do think we'll get it because oh. the demand is there. I want to see a live-action Gargoyles come out of Disney, and I want to see a Batman Beyond movie come out of the DCU. Mm. Would you keep... Oh, it would have to be... I was going to say, would you keep it separate from the DCU? You'd have to keep it separate. Uh, I would just say... I would love to just do what they've done with the Batman. Just keep it separate. It's obviously set in the future. There's so many things you could do with it, and Mm. you can have... The thing is, you can have the DCEU... Superman and Wonder Woman's and all play the characters. Let's play the older versions in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I and mean, I love that. But- I honestly, I I can't wait for those moments because they're going to happen. Like James Gunn, I think he's listening. Like he is. Like I don't mm. think he's listening to this particular podcast. I mean, I hope so for be. your numbers. He is. I, like for your numbers, I hope James Gunn's James Gunn's listening. Yeah. But like, I think he's listening to the fans on Twitter, and I think he's listening to like. And I think he knows what we want to a certain extent. Uh, well, he responds to Twitter. He can you can actually engage with him, and he will he will yeah. give you a flat out honest answer. Yeah, and you know I I'm excited to see this. Like, congratulations to him. And mm. I'm I'm It'd just I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm as I said to the guy uh, as I said to Zach at Nerdos when you're James Gunn. And you get an opportunity like this, you don't say no. And I think he's no. just cleaning up what the mess was left for him. And the only way to clean it up is sometimes the house with the good bones needs to be torn down anyway to rebuild. So yeah. that's where we are. Yeah, even if the, even you see there the rock trying to rebuild pal- palings. Yeah. <laughs> There. No, and You're that's right. it. Like, I, I feel for The Rock because, like, The Rock, this is something The Rock wanted to do. But here's the thing about The Rock. You're going to find work again, buddy. Uh, and honestly, why why not recast The Rock as Black Adam? Fix the mistakes. You can do that, and I don't think yeah, anyone keep, would be pissed. You can keep him. You can keep him. Yeah. Uh, just ignore the scene with Superman at the end. That's <laughs> I know. I just I just love the fact that it's like, whoa, he's back. Whoa. Oh. Oh no, no, he's he he's not. Oh. Oh yeah, we got Warhammer. What? I know, I feel so bad for Henry Cavill, but again, he's gonna work. He's gonna work and he's fine. Like what I want going forward from the DCU is uh, DCU is I want general commitment. Like the actors that we had playing like the star the big roles like Iron Man, Captain America, they fucking committed and they gave us their best work. And they mm-hmm. did it for a bunch of movies and they made us they made us believe in the superheroes. Like like mm-hmm. I, I do believe like like Quentin Tarantino said a thing like there's no such thing as movie stars. And I kinda believe that in a little bit because whoever mm-hmm. was oh. behind the mantle of Captain America, I would have seen. I wasn't I wasn't seeing it because it was Chris Evans. I was seeing Captain America it's Captain America. And I think he's mm. kind of right with that statement. And but with the level of commitment that they gave us to those roles, I'll forever be grateful. And I want that mm. kind of commitment to come in the DCU. Like right now, I'm nervous about Spider Man because uh, Tom Holland says he wants to take a little bit of a break. About like he said that right after Far um, Yeah Far Far From oh, Home, which I, I which I think he deserves. Like I think he deserves yeah. the what will what will trick him. I think is. 
Sony has to make a Spider-Man movie in a certain amount of time to keep the rights. Mm. So yes. that's what will tri- that will trickle. Because <coughs> uh, I know Kevin Feige and Ale- they're going to want Spider-Man in Kang Dynasty. They're going to want him in Secret Wars, yeah. especially I Secret just, Wars. I just get worried about actors leaving these roles before they're complete, and the, uh, the role isn't complete yet. Andrew Garfield. I got a bookend with right. Iron Man. I got a bookend with. I kind of have a bookend with Captain America. Uh, I love that Chris Hemsworth said that he's going to play Thor until we ask him nicely to stop. Um, mm. Like, and I'm pretty sure Tom Hiddleston's going to do the same with Loki. I love that these characters mm. love, like these actors love these characters as much as we do. And yeah. I want that uh, for the DCU. Please, please, that'd be nice. Well, Kevin Feige did say that when the MCU first started, they would have these nine pitch deals. Uh, yeah. But now they don't have them anymore. Apparently, they let you know. They let you know if you want to keep coming back, you're welcome. You have a place if you want to keep coming back. We want you to want to keep coming back. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to force you. Yeah, I, I like and I like that. And like, look what it's like. Look what it's done for so many. Like, I believe the MCU has created stardom. Like, I was having this discussion with my co-host Sean the other day. No one knew who Tom Holland was until he played Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. No one knew who Chris Hemsworth was until he played Thor. And I can say the same thing about Tom Hiddleston. And I I know that it rejuvenated Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Oh yeah. Chris Evans was always always going to work, but the fact that he took on Captain America, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he's the only one that didn't that already had kind of stardom not super stardom but stardom like i i've known about chris evans since not another teen movie and i liked him in that and i watched him in everything since can i'd say consistently leading up to camp captain america yes because like robert dan jr did have stardom but he went mia yeah he went after like, mcbeal yeah so consistent stardom stardom leading up to captain america yes yeah uh, chris evans um yeah. And yeah, well, Scarlett Johansson too. She was yeah, she was still she, yeah. She's the other one. She's the she didn't need the MCU, but putting her in there, fuck that just adds to it, right? Um, yeah. Mark Ruffalo, always a known guy, but mm. you put him as the Hulk, fuck everyone loves Mark Ruffalo now. Yeah, even though, oh, sometimes I think Kevin Feige is wanting to kill him. <laughs> well, <laughs> I. Honestly, I would find it so hard not to keep it a secret. I find it so oh. hard to keep my kif- Christmas gifts a secret. I get so excited about shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, honestly, if you want to keep something a secret, do not tell Thomas. Honestly, I just <laughs> uh, I get so like I get so excited for you to see the thing. And then Maddie does the same thing. She always like, "Oh, I've got your Christmas present." I'm like, "Oh, cool. I look forward to Christmas day." She's like, "I what? No, you could you could open it now half and half." I'm like, "No. I'll wait." No. And she's saying with my birthday present too. She'll be like, you, you, you know, it's it's the night before your birthday. You you could open it. I'm like, no, I'm gonna wait. And she's like, Yeah. Just cause like I can't wait to see that 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 look. The no the knowing that I killed it and like the, the knowing that you're gonna find out this out and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it must ah, be so got, hard. It must be so oh, hard. Oh, it would like in Infinity War, Endgame would have been so hard to keep from all your knowledge, keep that under wraps. 
and yeah. that would oh that would be so tricky to because I think it was it's it was only Robert Downey Jr. that knew basically ninety percent of the plan. Yeah. At all at yeah. all times, uh, but and it's actually sorry go off topic, but uh, speaking of like Amazon and shows and all this, God of War, God of War has yep. now got its own show at Amazon too, which yeah. is going to be I'm, interesting. I'm fucking down. I'm I'm down. Yeah. Uh, is what's his name reprising the role? I wish. Which I th- that's why I said God of War because I thought that would be a really good segue to lead into our next topic. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, I hope... I don't think he's too old. I hope he can play the role because I know he would get into shape because he's, pre- yeah. he's in good shape pretty much and all in this day and age, Stargate. you can de-age someone if you have to. But I think yeah. he looks good. Doesn't he look good now? I feel like he looks good right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's just yeah. he's just dad. That's all. But he, he'll get into shape. He wants to, he wants to play Kratos. Christopher Judge... Yeah wants to play Kratos. And I think he would do, I think what I was reading, they are doing the God of War five, sorry, four and five. They're not doing God, God of War one, two, and three. So you will, it will be older God of War with his son. Okay. So that will fit. And I think to myself, I even think if they did be- younger, even if they did younger, you could do it because he's not yeah. that young. Yeah, if you do it for an episode, you could. Yeah, if you do an episode, seeing him go against. Wouldn't you Zeus love to see him climbing out Mount Olympus with the fucking Titans on his side? Live action, yes. ready to fight Fuck. Zeus. Don't you want to see that, though? Zeus! Yes. Oh, with the blades. Yes. I would love to see that. And I, I, you would have heard in my last episode, I was like, oh, Greg Craig gets the award for best performance. I'm like, how many of you know he's from Stargate? How many of you actually remember? Or are you just praising him for Kratos? I know Kratos? this now, thanks to you, yeah. by the way. You, and you get all the credit. You get all the credit for me. Oh, about. no, Devin. Well, Devin a little bit, but I only brought up – you brought this up first, and I brought it to Devin's attention, and my cousin Sean has brought up Stargate a lot. So I watched the Stargate movie because of my cousin Sean, my co-host. Mm. And he's like, yeah, you get on, get on the show. And then, like, MGM only had seasons five to ten. Because I had to subscribe to MGM on my Amazon account. Mm. And then and then you brought it up again. I was like, you know what? Let's take a look. And there it is. Seasons 1 through 10 are available on the MGM channel. And I got to yeah. tell you, some of the best sci-fi I've ever watched. It, there's an adjustment period. There's an adjustment period to like, okay, so you, you it's not Kurt Russell anymore. It's... This guy, I, I always forget his real name. Um, uh, it's uh, Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah, Richard Dean Anderson, who, by the way, has grown on me. He's fucking hilarious, and he goes like every single time he's about to say something like meaningful, he just doesn't deliver, and I love it. Yeah, it's just yeah. So I'll give you that. Um, I've I'm sure you've heard on my show my big take on Michael Shanks. Yeah, I know. You're, you're like he's he's just like a Superman. He's so he's handsome. Like, I don't. I don't believe you are the biggest nerd in the room. No, he's not. He's like you're he's not so that handsome nerdy. and jacked. And then the yeah. moment he takes off his glasses, he's a fucking Adonis. Like Jesus. Like <laughs> I know. What's his name? Uh, Ultron. Um, James Spader. He, yeah, yeah, he James was Spader. more of a nerd. 
James Spader was a man. Like he wasn't like he wasn't jacked. He wasn't. He was just a man, and that's what I liked about him when he took mm. on the role. He had like the geeky, nerdy, longer hair with the glasses, mm. and somehow won the heart of uh, of uh, Sheree. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Michael Chase comes around, this hottie with a body. Jesus Christ was Hen- I guess Henry Cavill was too young for the fucking role, or else we would have put him in there. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, this guy is jacked to shit. Wears glasses, and then sometimes he'll sneeze on camera. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> allergies. Yeah. But, no, but aside I, from, I, I'm so glad you've watched it. I'm so glad you started watching it. And I have someone to talk about it too. Uh, cause and I gotta I, tell you, the because we're gonna talk about Star Trek too, but the the nods between Stargate and TNG or Star Trek in general, there's quite a few, and I I enjoy it immensely. Like I'm not saying that they stole it. I'm just saying that they're paying homage to the sci-fi that came before. Yes, actually, if you've gone, you have had a really nice. Uh, I think. Uh, ooh. Is it not? Have you reached 1969 when I go back in time? Great fucking episode. Yeah. When he goes, I'm Captain and, Kirk. And I was just like, ah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Uh, I'm Captain Kirk. I'm Captain James T. Kirk. And, and yeah. It's like, that's that. that. That episode was amazing. Uh, the body switching episode was also amazing. Oh, um, you messaged me about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, and then the. Uh, I did. I was on the fence about the finale of season two. So I'm season two, remember. it's all flashbacks. They have a whole bunch of flashbacks, but they're facing not a not Apophis, but um, uh, Who? uh, it's it's the woman there. You find out in the at the end of the episode, it's the it's uh, oh, uh, the uh, hot um, um, <laughs> Athor. Yeah, Hathor. Yeah. yeah. So it's her. But like but it ends like essentially season two is a bottle episode where they just go through because they want to know how you defeated Apophis and all this stuff. Mm. And so they just you watch those old scenes again from previous episodes. Which yeah. bugs me because like this is supposed to be a, fa- a, a a a finale. And I was like, this bothered me before. When did it bother me? Season two of TNG was a fucking bottle episode. Is it? Yeah, the finale of season two of TNG is a bottle episode. And now I, that's where I started making my connections to, like, where this is, like, kind of related to in mm-hmm. the sci-fi of just, like, it's either paying tribute and no one noticed or it's straight-up no, robbery. I, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's paying tribute. It is. There's there's a lot of Star Trek references. There's one which you'll find out much later seasons that there's a yeah. they they grab a ship. Yep. And they were talking about different names, and Carter's like, "Unfortunately, the general didn't go with your suggestion." He's like, "Why? What's wrong with the one? Why? What's wrong with my suggestion?" And she turns around, she's like, "You can't call it the Enterprise." <laughs> and he's like, oh. "I love that. <laughs> I love that." And like, uh, in season three, I'm like, well into season three. I'm gonna tell you right yeah, now. Yeah, we're up to in season Hold three. On. Uh, I gotta pull it up here, but the episode with the cult. The cult. It's 
<laughs> the bad guy in that is a guy named Seth. Oh, yeah, yeah. when they're back on Earth. Yeah. They're back on Earth, and uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's the... Fantastic. So I'm past that. I'm on episode... He plays the dad in the flashback when they do the game. Big, uh, there was a there's an episode where they get plugged into this game in season one, and yeah. it goes to their memories, and they're in this like this dome. Yeah. Um, Seth, the guy who plays Seth, played Michael Shanks' father in Egypt. Sorry, in the oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah the, the, the in dude. the museum there. That's sick. Yeah. I didn't know that. Good for him. He yeah. has a beard. He looks totally different, right? Yeah. So I'm on season three, episode six, but like I've been, like I've been leaning into it quite a bit, and there's oh, been some really good episodes. Good. Point of view, yeah, point of view, the alternate, the alternate timeline. Sick. I look forward to it. The one I just watched was with the, the with the Orban, and then they have like these kids that get these uh, nanites in their heads, and it helps them like learn so they can learn something specific and then the they little... take those nanites and then they give them to the adults so they can take on whoever the fuck the little girl yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i see your partner in the background yeah so i know i know maddie's just grabbing something and running out <laughs> <laughs> i was just watching the door i'm like i don't think parker can open that <laughs> yeah um but uh, uh no but season yeah like this is some of the best sci-fi i've ever watched so right off the bat thank you oh, dude I, I i'm just glad you watch it because i thought yeah if you like star trek you should you i think you'd like this as well and i what appealed to me to this show was it to because it was set in modern day like it was it's not like too futuristic it's not too in the past or like an alternate timeline it's the fact you know if it was well, 90s, if it was in the 90s and we just had this giant doorway, what would happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, they, for the first few seasons, it's just, you know, basic military. By the by. Going to different planets. The Asgards. The Asgards. The Asgards. <laughs> what they show and what they are. I love it. It makes me I, so happy. Uh, it's like, oh, it looks like the alien from Roswell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just, it's so good. And like the treaty episode. Oh, with the, with so, the, um, the murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah. How good is that? And you, that was, you know, and the fact that you know that these people mm-hmm. can wipe out the planet. Yeah. Straight away. In, in an instant. Yeah. They can just wipe it out, and it's very intense too. Oh, it, it's like you—you you get kind of hooked. These things kind of really come down to the wire, like and like, and you know, like there's ten seasons, everything's gonna be fine. You're just like, no, shit's gonna go awry. Like the the like it can't be this perfect. Like it, and like like, and the, the acting is when they did the body switching episode. That when everyone has to play the other person's. Tilk, I'll Tilk t- doing Tilk. Uh, so what's what's his name again? Uh, Tilk doing Tilk. O'Neill, and O'Neill doing Tilk was perfect. It was perfect. And then like that brief instant where Michael Shanks or or, or uh, Daniel Jackson is doing O'Neill, and I was just, it it was just it's perfect. It's so good. And it's just weird hearing Tilk talking in a normal voice, like he's talking yeah. normally. Like by the way, don't cut my hair. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's, that's right. Because he's looking at he's looking at it too. He's like, no, don't cut my hair. Uh, but uh, yeah, the first and you know, obviously with the first two episodes, it's or first seasons, it's just. 100% of them just going to different planets. Like, it's just yeah. full explore, exploration. And it only, not being a just tell fanboy, but it only gets better. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing I didn't like. Mm. I didn't like the death of Apophis. I don't think that he, for, his, for the big bad that he was, mm-hmm. the original bad guy, the one that we get introduced to, and he's just dead in the random episode of season two, dies on their bed, just... It didn't sit well with me. It's... Uh, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but just... Your answer may change. It, 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 okay. I know that it's like a necessary evil because there's a whole bunch of them and there's a war within on all these different gold, gold clans. And System all lords. Stuff. Yes. And now that I'm getting to there, yeah, I get it. But, like, we still don't have Daniel Jackson's wife back. We have mm. we have the, the, the original Big Bad. I'm just saying he's the original Big Bad. And mm. I guess I'm used to this is your Big Bad for season one, maybe season two. Mm. Then he gets his comeuppance in the, in the finale. And then yeah. when we start so they, season they three, linger more. here's like, your new Bad. As you are saying. They linger more yeah. across, but no, like, I can honestly tell you probably the, one of the high, biggest things about Stargate is like nearly every thread they start does pay off. It do, they do pay off every big thread. That's, see, that's what I like about Doctor Who. Like, not done to change anything. Are you a Doctor Who guy? Uh, I've watched the first two seasons of the reboot, and that's it. Okay, once you get past the that season... Once you get into the uh, uh, David Tennant era. Mm, I stopped watching when, yeah, about it was about the second or third episode with David Tennant because I was watching it with my partner at the time and we <laughs> broke up, so I stopped watching. Okay. Well, you got a friendship with Thomas yeah. now. <laughs> you're going to start watching Doctor Who again because you're going to get to these episodes and there's going to be these random things that just happen on a show. And then, like, two seasons later, you're going to get payoff for it. And it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. And and then once you get to, like, the Matt Smith era, he's, like, the most optimistic, carefree, happy. It's it's everything that you want in a good guy. And the beautiful Mm. thing about Doctor Who is that he doesn't use a gun. He uses a screwdriver to fix things. He, mm. What's his super like? What's his superpower? He has a second heart. Like that's the only thing that makes him different from the rest of the humans is that he has an additional heart, and he has like knowledge and all that stuff. Mm. But he doesn't beat people. Never beats anyone with violence. He never beats anyone with yeah. Like he no. might threaten and talk a big game, but like he is the ultimate. Like he never once throws a punch, and is the most heartwarming beautiful good guy in all of television and all of sci-fi i'll say it is worth getting into if you want something that's going to tug on some heartstrings and some of the most fun and it's some really fun sci-fi oh yeah that that's that's never in question with doctor who it's like do you want me to go back and watch doctor who or do you want me to start watching 
Uh, uh, I want everything. Trek. I feel like I've done everything. Let's just get, let's get to everything. Yeah. In the world, like everything's available, Lee. Like I don't understand. Yeah. You know, uh, you do one of this, one of this, one of this, one of this. Live in this. And, you know, you live in a society where we can have every flavor of ice cream we want. Man. Well, that's true. Now that uh, also uh, Doctor Who's now going to be on Disney Plus. Exactly. So I can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, but like as long like I just like that you're dipping like my like me like. I've never seen Stargate, and it's awesome. It's worth me dipping my toe in, and honestly, I'm, lo- I'm loving every second of it because I can revert to like '90s television. I don't need it to be special. Like I like you know how like you can go like all oh, the graphics of this, and I know no, it's '90s. Oh, I know what it nah. is. I know what I'm getting into, yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Like there's still a makeup. More rough and I like. Yeah, I'm 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 into it, man. It's really good. I just can't wait to because you watch Star Trek First Contact. If you ever go back and watch the Borg episodes on TNG, the Borg look nothing like they do in the fucking movie. <laughs> so, uh, so get ready for that disappointment. <laughs> oh, so yes, uh, I went and watched Star Trek at yeah. Essentially, me and Tom did a uh, franchise swap. Uh, he went and went Stargate, and I watched uh, Star Trek First Contact for the first time, which I must say was really good. I really enjoyed that. And Tom did say to me, he's like, it's essentially zombies and time travel. And I was like, okay, oh, all right, sure. And it is, yes, it is just, I, what I found with it, I don't know, but I felt like, obviously, you know, you have a conflict and then you go try and figure out the conflict. I felt like the conflicts kept, kept rising. Like they kept like, oh, there's the board. Okay. Now you're back in time. Okay. Now you can't talk to the team split. Okay. Now the guy doesn't want to lift off. Okay. Now um, Data's gone rogue. Like, it just kept going yeah. up. Oh, and that they're also trying to get onto the uh, satellite. Yes, yeah. as well. Shit's happening. Yeah. Shit is happening in that movie. Uh, it just keeps going. Like, the conflict ratio just goes... Yeah, and don't you kind of feel like, so we were having a debate on our show, uh, me and Sean, with uh, who would win in a fight, Tilk or Worf. And where I stand now, as of just beginning season three, I still think Worf wins a hand-to-hand combat. Because all I see Tilk do, okay, I'm going to tread lightly here, is he just has his staff, Right. So that being said, I see Worf do a lot more hand-to-hand combat. It's a Klingon way. So right now, Kling, uh, my my boy Worf has the edge. My boy. However, I'm, I still my boy. got. I, I I got seven seasons to go on uh, on Stargate. I'm sure I'm going to see Tilk do some fucking badassery, but I do find Tilk is a beautiful mixture between Worf and Spock. Weirdly enough. I could say yes. Weirdly enough, it's like a warrior, peaceful warrior race almost. Yeah. But wow. he deals in logic. Like he, yeah. he's this, like he has no emotion and he deals with logic. And it's like okay, so and he, he's very like, very uh, not tunnel vision, but he has like he has his point of view and he, he mm-hmm. and he is trying to like educate the humans as he goes along, much that like Spock and Vulcan. That does come in good conflict later on too. Yeah, and then he's a complete fucking badass warrior 
And like I see Worf in that, and I just see like that's the two mixtures mm. together. So like, mm. I'm right there with who who that guy is. I'm I do compare more to Spock than I do Worf, but I do find that there is a humble combination between the two. Yeah, and I I know what you mean. Like I can see I can see both sides. And for Star Trek, I'm glad I finally know what that line means. Well, I half know what that line means now. That iconic is like oh. Uh, if we draw the line here, no farther. Like, it's kind of good. Like, kind of know doesn't what that, that... Doesn't that give you goosebumps the first time you heard it? Yes, it did. Because you could just see all his frustration building, all the fact that, you know, A, he was told to go and go check some stars and not to be in the fight, essentially. Yeah. He comes to the fight. He he does He does half win. They still get away. And they're invading his ship. Yep. You know, and everyone's like, like, we need to retreat. And I'm like, no. No. We have to fight him. Yeah. Can't um, let him win. Yeah, I really was expecting the whole data data making out with that Borg chick. I was like, I was watching that. I was like, hmm. I was not really expecting that. Just imagine when you're an actual Star Trek fan and you see that for the first time. You're just like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Because, like, here's the thing is, like, I when you grow up with the character Data, Data grows so much throughout the show to the point where, like, his his uh, his emotions chip that he has in that movie is is recent to Star Trek Generations, the movie that came before it. Mm. So he's just an emotionless android kind of like the whole time hmm. until like you know he gets this emotions chip and then like he has it in an episode but he decides against it because he's not ready for it and then there's mm-hmm. like, this whole other thing uh where it gets introduced to him uh in um in generation uh in generations which is also a great movie um mm. but um like so you're seeing a different side of data that we didn't get until these movies came out. So you're seeing like uh, the emotion, the, the, so you don't know that like these feelings, these, all of this, or everything yeah. that he's going through is a I, new sensation I, for him. Cause I've watched the, I think that's why I've watched the first four episodes of Star Trek, uh, next generation. Um, and like, as I said to you last time, you will see there's so many Star Trek actors that pop up in Stargate. Yeah. Yeah, I was told about that. I can't wait. Yeah, because uh, um, Hugh, I'm like, oh, it's. I was like, where's the saw Hugh for the first time? I was like, oh, it's the guy from Stargate. I'm like, hang on, it's the other way around. Yeah, other way there around. you go. Um, John Landis, man, hell of an actor. Yeah, and he he almost still still plays kind of the prick in Stargate too. He's good at it. He's so good at it. Yeah, and when he shows up in season two of Picard. Worth a watch too, by the way. The oh, series. My, my brother-in-law, he's big Star Trek fan. I was telling you about it. He he was what the second person I messaged that I was watching First Contact. He's like, oh, about time, yeah. It's <laughs> such a good movie. Um, he he's like, you need to watch Picard. He's like, but he's like, you need to watch Picard. But he's like, you need to go watch the other seasons for it to make more sense. But he's like, Picard is just so good. I'm enjoying that a whole lot more than what's the other one, Discovery. Yeah, Discovery. Yeah, he's like, I'm enjoying Picard a whole lot more than Discovery. The problem with Discovery, I found, is that, like, 
it was I find that their big bad guy is always like this mystic thing. And it always makes me think of Star Trek the motion picture where they just spend all their money on the Enterprise. So like, look, it's a budget and we can have like all these glory shots of the Enterprise. Mm. And really it's just like everything else is just not that great. Um yeah. And like that's kind of where they are, and there's a lot of political stuff that goes on with Discovery because you're because you're in the future, like it's a whole thing. You start off in the past, mm. you end up in the future. It's it's kind of weird where where it goes, but mm. it's still good Star Trek. But the best Star Trek right now, if I'm going to tell you, it's uh, Strange New Worlds because it takes oh, place maybe, before. Maybe it was it's Strange a- Worlds. Oh yeah, it was one of the two he was watching. Is, is it Strange Worlds? It's the prequel to the original Star Trek. Yes, it is. Yeah, well, and then like their finale alone is worth the fucking price of admission. They do an episode of uh, like a, it's like a what if episode. Like they go like uh, you know how like in a Wonderful Life what it would be like if you were never here. But it's the uh, opposite yeah. of like this is what it would be like if you were here. Mm. So. Because the thing about uh, the thing about this guy is that he knows his fate. Yeah. So um, Captain Pike ends up being like in an explosion, and he he ends up being like burned to a crisp, and he's in like this wheelchair kind of thing. And then that's how Kirk takes over the Enterprise. So in within Discovery, in an episode of Discovery, Pike learns of his fate. And so he's now he's a captain of the Enterprise, knowing this, trying to see if he can avoid it. But then he gets this glimpse of like what happens if he does avoid it. Yeah. And then it goes into a previous episode of the original Star Trek, but where he's still a captain. Same episode, essentially. Yeah. But it's with but it, but Kirk's not at the helm, so you can watch that episode of. Uh, of Star Trek where Kirk's at the helm and it's like a shot for shot, same kind of thing. Starts off at, at a wedding on the starship and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. they, they think they might find uh, uh, Romulans and no one's seen a Romulan, Romulan yet and it's like a whole thing. And it's mm-hmm. this fantastic episode of like, do we help the Romulan or do we destroy the Romulan and all this thing and it's it's just good sci-fi. It's great sci-fi, man. Great sci-fi. Uh-huh. And it makes you want to go back to that. And that's, that's what hey, I like yeah. too is that it makes you want to go back. There's these beautiful nods, and it's just and like, yeah, the graphics aren't there when you go back to the sixties version of Star Trek, but the fucking storytelling is phenomenal. Yeah, the it's yeah, you know, it's masks, latex masks, and and you know, bad ad swing of a punch, but yeah, you know, the stories are still there. It's what you, it's why you fell in love with it. Yeah, you know, it's why yeah. you fell in love back in the day. Um, so you have like all these I, options to go down when it yeah. comes to Star Trek. Well, that's true. I did. I in first contact when the aliens arrive and Susie they take off the hood. Yeah, I was like, of course. I was like, of course, it's. Um, oh, I just forgot their name. Uh, um, Vulcan. Yeah, I was like, of course, it's Vulcans. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, of course they are the first contact. Uh, but, yeah, I, just as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep. Yeah. But I did like, I like how 90s the movie was too. Yeah. Just with some of the acting and stuff. I was like, yeah, this this brings this brings me back, like, watching Star Trek. Sorry, Stargate. 
It's it, and it's so much fun. Like, it's, that's what it yeah. is, and like and that's why we watch this entertainment, right? Because it's fun, and like I I I have so many people in my life that like they don't they have no no interest in watching Star Trek, and I go, you say that now, but like I guarantee you, if you gave it a shot, you'd fucking love it because there's something in it for mm. everybody. And no, first contact everybody is a good starting point because that you're right. It does nearly have everything. On a basic sci-fi platter, what you would yeah. want. Now, did you? I want to know how well, how well you're paying attention. Did you notice Adam Scott in Star Trek: First Contact? Mm. And Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation. Adam Scott. Will Ferrell's brother and stepbrothers. Oh, no. Who is... Hang on, no. He has, the, he has the second best line in the movie. Where? He's not He's not on the crew, is he? No, no. He's on... Uh, so when they're at the beginning of the movie, when they're fighting the Borg, and you see Worf, yeah. where he's just like, well, today is a good day to die. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, Sir, as soon as... As soon as I saw that, I was like, that's what that's from. So, sir, there's another ca- the ship coming in. It's the Enterprise. That's Adam Scott. Holy shit. Yeah, if you go back I and did- watch again, fucking, uh, I had Devin do the exact same homework. Uh, so we didn't release this episode yet. We will release it soon. We had Devin on the show. And yeah. I asked him the same question. If he noticed Adam Scott was in there. And he no. didn't. And I had to do the whole song and dance with him again. Oh, shit, no. I did notice how one of the crew guys is the guy is um, from Captain America. Yeah. That guy acts uh, in everything. That guy is in yeah, a lot of had, shit. He's a, well, Captain America is the first one. Top he's been in TV shows. I'm sure. I think he's been in He was in Walking well. Tall with The Rock. He's the bad guy in that. Yeah. I was, I was looking at going, oh, this was so you were so young in this. Yeah. And I it's funny because I was looking looking at Patrick Stewart, I'm like, you do realize you do not look any different. Yeah, but did you notice when he was climbing up like that pipe how jacked he was for that? I I know I'm like Xavier is jacked. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> I was like, you you worked out for this because someone told you there was a shirtless scene. Oh, and he's just in a fucking beater too. Like he's just <laughs> I know. killing it, killing it. Mm. Like I thought like, the same thing. As soon as he took it up, I'm like, "You're quite jacked like, for a captain." <laughs> and then what? When you go into TNG, when you go into the history of Jean Luc Picard, he is the most badass character. The most badass. You're saying that because he's had like such there's a rough a, life, rough life, but also like. When he was in Starfleet, he got into an altercation where he gets where he got stabbed in the heart, and he just laughed. That's that's insane. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, the just fight. The, at the, I'm just looking right now at the photo of Adam Scott in uh, in Star Trek. We are now not got that. No way. Yeah. yeah, man. You gotta love it. Yeah. And then, like, the fact that they use the uh, automated 
doctor, you know that scene where they like we need a distraction. Yeah, he's, do a he's dance. in Stargate too. Is he? Because he's also in yeah. Deep Space Nine. He's the doctor yeah, he... in Deep Space Nine, and like, so like they when they bring him in, that's like a little nod to DS, uh, not Deep Space Nine. Sorry, that's a Voyager. He's the doctor in Voyager. So when oh. they bring him in, there's a little nod to Voyager, he, and they do this a... all the time with these movies. They like, they do little nods. I think DS9 was other. supposed to have a movie, and they never worked out. That's yeah. That usually does happen with TV shows. Like there was meant. There's going to be a third Stargate movie that never came to fruition. But there's uh, a third series I saw. Um, yes. Yeah, so Stargate, so Stargate yeah. Atlantis, and Stargate Universe. I haven't watched Stargate Universe. I'm going to commit. I'm going to watch all of them. It's not, it's, not fu- it's not fully connected to Stargate and Stargate Atlantis. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, that Doctor, he's both in Stargate and Stargate Atlantis. Nice. Um, and I, you'll like it when he, he rocks up. You'll, he, he's, See, he's, the role he I plays is good. I love this because this is how, like, nerdom should be. There isn't, like, the, like, have you seen this yet? No, I haven't. I haven't been a real fan. Well, give it a shot because if you do, you might find, like, areas of where you might find fun. This is what, this is what I like. This is the, the like, like, let me show you my nerdiness, and then you show me your nerdiness, and then let's meet in yeah. the middle, and then, yeah. like, let's talk about it. Like, I, that's what I like about it. We live, the, like, this Twitter war nowadays, or the uh. online war, going, like, you like this shit? Well, it fucking sucks. Fuck you and your family and uh, and the horse you rode in on. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. All I said is I liked the thing. Yeah, like, I know. And that's, that's, that's the internet these days. Anytime you're right, like, it's... Someone's going to have the full argument back, you know. I I posted something the other day that was like, oh, Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings, which one's better? And some of the comments were like, um, uh, just like, oh, you know, Star Wars is shit or something, and then going back and forth. I'm like, it was just an open debate. I'm yeah. not, you know, you, know so you, just tell, you tell me, but it wasn't meant to be an attack on any fandom. It was just, you know... Just an open See, that, that's the thing too. Is like you could compare, uh, like there's other things you would want to compare. Like someone asked us, like we do, like a we have like fans email on the show. What we would, uh, what we would rather be, captain of our own vessel in Starfleet, or just flying the Millennium Falcon. Now, as much as I love Star Trek, I would choose to be my own man on a Millennium Falcon. My cousin Sean chose he wanted uh-huh. to be captain of his own vessel in Starfleet. And I get his points, and my points were different. But I think, like, my big thing is Starfleet has too many rules, man. And I just want to live my life in space. I'm a fucking space bachelor fun. living in, a, like, going from port to port, go, going on adventures with my best bud. I mean, that sounds like a fucking dope time to me. Then Whereas, the, like, because yeah, the Federation... Yeah, whereas you are going on adventures, you're exploring new nations, you're exploring new planets, new species, mm. new people. Mm. But then at the you, end of the time, you are you're red taped by the rules that you have to follow. There are certain things you can't do when you're in Starfleet. That's right. That's right. Are you? I don't know if you have, but I did. I did. What I did really enjoy. Sure, a complete side point is: Did you ever play? Did you ever have PlayStation VR? No, no, I never had the pleasure. Um, because there's a Star Trek game where you actually, oh. and it's, 
I bought it. It was one of the first games I bought, and you actually sit down in the captain's yeah. chair, and you can turn around, and then you can put orders to people, and then you can go into um, bites, and then you can actually like try and get things fixed. You have to move the power to go to the hyperdrive, or power to go to the shields, and then they actually yell yes. it out. That is, is amazing. That is like a going, that's a crazy strategy game too because you need to know like what's going to happen if hmm. you do make those hard choices and all that stuff. It, it does. That's awesome. And then you have, you, if you get a shift gets too brutal, like you see like staff members flying and falling and fire. Um, it's the only thing. It's just a little bit hard to do when you're trying to do everything. Yeah. But um, you know, you can go out. You can explore space. <laughs> Yeah. You can scan anomalies. You have, to have a look on YouTube, but it's it would be perfect for you and, and your brother. Or and, my cousin. Yeah, yeah, sorry, your cousin. And you can change um you can change the ship to look whatever you want. So if you want the original, you want next gen, you want Voyager, yeah, yeah. you can change the ship and That's then you can change dope. the clothes. That's dope. I love that. That makes me so happy. There used yeah. to be this thing in Vegas where you could like participate as like a person on the Starfleet ship. And then all of a sudden it's like the Borg invade and you have to escape. And it's like a thing, like it happened in the nineties. You can look it up on YouTube. I swear to God, like it's, it looks kind of campy and cheesy, but you like, you're essentially escaping from the Borg on a ship. And then you like, would do it. You hundred percent do the it. things that like, yeah, no, I, I, I would. It's, uh, I, it's gone now. Like it's, this was like, peak like 1994 if you could like peak yeah. star trek i think it came out around the same time as first contact which was like 97 but like mm. to have that opportunity of just the fandom like i would like sean has his own like jersey uh, he has his own uniform he has a oh, really? original uh blue yeah yeah he's a spock shirt and his yeah. best friend kieran you, has you... the kirk but like I would want if ever me, I love the uniforms that are in first contact. I don't like the I don't like the TNG like I like the TNG uniforms, but once they came oh, out with that they like had the gray shoulder pads yeah, and the turtleneck. Yeah, it had like a vest kind of thing. Yeah. I like those ones. And mm. like and that came around the that came out first in the Dominion in uh Deep Space Nine when they started the Dominion War. Which was just that's great sci fi too. Like, check out that too. Yeah. Like, so if anything, um, the next like year or two is just filled with just Star Trek and Doctor Who for you. So <laughs> yeah, I, I hope your partner's patient. Oh, uh, I think, I think she is. We, I just, uh, we just started watching uh, Wednesday. All right. How do you like and, it? Um, I'm up to episode four. I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really liking. I liked this. it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, same here. I'm loving the whole murder mystery, Hogwarts, yeah, kind of style. That was the first, the first thing I thought of. Like, this is very Harry Potter and X Men. Yes, uh, but I like that those worlds exist because, like, the thing that we always got from like, well, I didn't watch the cartoon as much as a kid, and I'd never watched the original black and white show. 
Mm. But what I what like my big thing were the movies with like Raul Julia Christina Ricci. Um, oh, what's her name who played Morticia? Uh, yeah, the original. Mm. Yeah, same and thing. Christopher Lloyd is Uncle Fester. Like that that was my jam. And the peak thing nineties, peak nineties movies. Oh, dude, like that is my era. Like my genre of music mm. hasn't changed much from the nineties, and like the shows I watched didn't leave far from the fucking nineties. Apparently, <laughs> like I grew up in the wrong age. Like I should have been born in oh. the eighties, and then I, if I could have been like, if I could have been like seventeen in like nineteen ninety four, I think that would have been the best. Yes. But anyway, uh, I digress. It's the what I love love about it is like it had all the stuff that made like made me like the Adams family in there. Mm. I love the way that uh, the actress plays Wednesday Adams. Um, Jennifer Ortega, I think her name is. Yeah, she does it so good, so well. Um, Do you see her dance yet? Was that in episode four? Yeah, yeah. I've just I've just watched that one. I've just watched yeah, that one. Fantastic. What I but like. And she made that all up, and like she she did, mm. she choreographed that herself, and she saw yeah. like goth people dancing, and she saw like other things, and she took from mm. so many places. Like the thing that only bothers me, I I like Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia. I wish it was Oscar Isaac playing Gomez Adams, not yeah. Luis Guzman. Because that's probably my only gripe is I'm like, like when I look at Gomez, I'm like, he's not that debonair that. That handsome, that that suave, that like, like yes, you can see that he's in love with his wife, and like yes, mm. you can see that he at one point was a smooth talker and a debonair man, but like it for me, it was like that Raúl Julia. If it's not Raúl Julia, I don't know who's doing it. Nah. You know what I mean? Like the, the way he was suave, and the way he would dance around, the the way that he would. Like, like he would, on God, Monsieur Soleil, like, yeah. like all of that is just, that, I you, wasn't there in Luis Guzman. No. Um, but I still really enjoyed the show. And I, I like mm. when you would get to the end, I think you'll, you'll like it. Um, the fact that Christina Ricci came back, I'm very I happy think, about it. I think it was great. And I loved when she did I, the, when she goes to go downstairs for the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, there you go. There yeah. And then uh you got uh you got Uncle Fester episodes on the way, which you're gonna love, and then you yeah, got, you got some stuff and the thing, like the thing looks great. Like all of that looks so good. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm actually I when it I didn't the only reason we put it on last night was um uh, what, well, we just we picked a show because uh, Maddie's mum was over, so we thought, oh, I was like, we we're like, oh, have you watched this yet? And Maddie's mum was like, yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty good. You should watch it. So I was like, all right, we'll chuck it on. And after the first episode, we were both like, yeah, let's keep going. Let's let's keep watching it. Oh yeah, I was hooked after the first episode. Yeah, good old I, Tim I Burton. I I really enjoyed it, and you know, I go back and forth with Tim Burton. Because, like, he'll do a thing like Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands. You're like, that's original. Well done, Tim. Mm. And then he'll do Planet of the Apes, and we're all supposed to be impressed, and it was just not great. And then, but then he'll do, like, Sweeney Todd as a musical, and you're like, this is fucking dope. Well done, Tim. And then you're just mm. like, so I go back and forth on how I feel about him. And then he, like, he does, like, I, there's a level of arrogance that I think comes with Tim Burton. 
Mm. He's like, I hate his nose because James Cameron. I'm golf. No, and we can talk about that too. Like James Cameron, I just don't like. What I don't like is I don't like people that bring down other artists to promote their own art. That is what I don't like. And that's the thing. He complains about Marvel. And you shouldn't. Just hype your own thing up. Like I don't understand. Like you don't have to belittle something else to make yours seem better. And like I, that's why I'm not going to see it in theaters. I should. It's going to like you saw it, right? Yeah, it's Avatar two. Um, yeah, Avatar two. Yeah, uh, it's just a just a quick. It's visually, it is utterly stunning. It is it's fantastic to watch visually. Like you almost. Watching a doc- it's almost you're watching a documentary and you're waiting for David Attenborough to come in and be like, the beautiful whales, watch them as they migrate around the land of the people. Like, you're almost waiting for him to do that. Um, but yeah. it does go for three hours and I do watch it. Decent impression, I enjoyed that. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, 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 should, uh, I should do that more often. Uh, you could have trimmed, he could have trimmed three hours off, like, you could have taken about forty minutes off it. Yeah, I, and see, like the, like I would have saw, like I saw, I think I was messaging you about this. It's just, or uh, no, I was again Zach from Nerdos. I was messaging him about, like I am not excited about Avatar two, like I'm not. Like there's nothing about it that goes, oh, I gotta fucking see that. I gotta. And I, whether I go with people or I go by myself, I have to fucking go. Like, and like, there are movies where you like, you remember, like, that's the best part about the pre- previews, right? Like, you go to your buddy and be like, that looks fucking awesome. That looks like shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I first saw the trailer when I was a kid for Men in Black and I went, I need to see that movie. Like, and there was nothing, there's nothing about the trailer to Avatar 2 or there was nothing about the original Avatar. That made me go. I need fucking more of this. Give me, give me all of all of the avatars. I need to be here. Yeah. I, this is just a reason to live right now. I need avatar in my mm. life all the time, always, please. And then it, it just didn't do that for me. And this is like me speaking on my own personal opinion. And strike me down if you don't like it, but whatever. No, no, it's no, just no. there was nothing about Avatar. There was just nothing about Avatar that made me go like. Let's go back. Let's go back and do it. So I end game in theaters four times. See? Like, See, you know what I mean? That's like, the thing. That's the thing. Like there was, and then like the fact that there's a, like, I saw, I saw the original Iron Man three times in theaters. God damn. I went with my dad. I went with my buddy and I went with another buddy. Yeah, there was the thing. It's just like one guy wanted to see it, like my dad wanted to see it, and I made sure I saw it with him first. And then I had a buddy who was like, "I need to see Iron Man." I was like, "Oh, I got nothing to do. Let's go see fucking Iron Man." It's Let's dope. go. Yeah, and then like I had another buddy, same thing. I'm just like, you know what? I haven't seen yet Iron Man. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Let's go right now. Yeah. And he just goes. But back, mind you, this is back when like movies were a lot cheaper. It was 2008. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, like yeah, twelve bucks to get a ticket. <laughs> oh, was it? Five buck Tuesdays. Yeah. Cheapy Tuesdays were the best. But like, and that's what I think that is. It's just like, I don't think that there's anything to Avatar that makes me want to go like, and the fact that there's going to be like five of them now, like, all right, James, do you buddy. But like, 
I don't want to give you my money. I will give my yeah. money to, and that and that's the thing too is what do you want to give your money to, right? It's it's yeah. also that like I rather go see Knives Out too. I have more interest in Knives Out too, watching Daniel Craig play Benoit Blanc again. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I, isn't it? I thought it was already out. Or was it on Netflix? Oh, it, it, no. I thought it's out. I think it's soonish. I thought it was like in theaters for like a week soonish, and then it's in then it's on Netflix. I think it's oh, like December twenty first. Yeah, I think yeah, it could, yeah, it could be. I think yeah, next week um, or this week. Yeah. It's, it's out. But you're, you're right. Like yeah. It, so like that's Avatars. I my, my gripe about Avatar is I don't believe it should be the highest grossing movie of all time. That title should go to Endgame. Yeah, well, and like you said, but when you say that, you sound like Indiana Jones in uh, in uh, the Last Crusade. It belongs in a museum. Yeah, and you didn't find it first. It belonged to that guy. You don't get to choose where it goes, man. You didn't find it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It belongs in a museum. Love it. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. And like, I I like the first Avatar like that for two thousand nine. How, how, how I was twelve? Uh, eight, no, seventeen, eighteen. Um, what I was if, nineteen uh, when that came out. Two thousand nine. I was nineteen. Do that. Do two thousand nine. I would be. Yeah, 16. was it two thousand nine when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. The first Avatar. And, I was captive when I watched first trailer. I thought this looks this looks like a great sci-fi adventure, and I enjoyed it. But what scraped me for Avatar two is James Gunn with this giant stick going around and pointing at everyone, going, "Yeah, it's better than this. It's better than that. Let, let me shove the stick further up my ass." Um, yeah, yeah. No, complain complain about Marvel. I'm like, dude, you haven't made anything. For ever since Avatar, except some docos, I think. Uh, well, the, he had a few. I think he was involved with a few of the Terminator movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Sorry, yeah. Ter- uh, all those, all those sequels. And but the thing is, dude, just just talk about the product. Talk about what you're making. Don't go. It's better than this and better than that because you're just going to get turn people off. Yeah, and I, that's the thing, right? Like, I'm not sure if you listen to the Two Girls, One Multiverse podcast, but when they hear him she's like, great. talk shit about... She's great. They're both, they're both amazing. I love they're them. They're so funny. Uh, like, uh, they're so funny. But what are they, they hear them talking shit about, like, Marvel movies, and they just lean right into them. And, I like, I'm here for it. The, like, when they, when Quentin said what he said... I think that they got like a snippet of what he said, and then they're like, "What is it with these old men and bitching about fucking Marvel movies?" What I'm saying, like, what he did say, is, like, I think he's right. And Anthony Mackie said it before he even said it. Anthony Mackie said, well, "Yeah, the age of the movie star is dying." Is and yeah, I think we are seeing movies for the see the characters. We're not seeing movies for like I'm not mm-hmm. like I'll see movies for like Leonardo DiCaprio, and I think he might be the last movie star left. To be honest with you, maybe Christian Bale. But I think we're either yeah. seeing movies for directors or we're seeing movies for characters. For characters. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. But you're, they're right. Old man complaining between James Cameron, Martin Scorsese, or whatever his name, and yeah, yeah. 
Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But it's but what I find interesting is like these people complain about Marvel. I'm like, you're complaining about Marvel because they're currently on top of the world at the moment. If it was somebody else, you'd still be complaining about them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's no, exactly. just because Marvel. Yeah. You'd still be bitching uh, and moaning. Yeah. It, 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 it's because they're successful and they're successful because we grew up with superheroes and we love seeing superheroes but I also find that mm. James Bond is equally successful as a Marvel movie it's a different kind of superhero Jack That's Ryan it, Jack, the character Jack Ryan do you know who this character is? it's from the Tom Clancy books isn't it? yeah the Tom Clancy books but, like, but originally they were movies before they did the series and, yeah, like, and that's those weird. will always get those will always get my money. Like The Hunt for Red October is a fantastic movie. Yeah, Clear and isn't present the one with Harrison fan- Ford? There's two with Harrison Ford. Mm. Patriot Games in uh, Clear and Present Danger, and Patriot Games mm. gets my money a hundred times over. It's a fantastic mm. movie, and it's just, but like that's the thing. It's just like the, these characters, like the, like you, it's like seeing Sherlock Holmes on screen or Wolverine. Or Luke Skywalker, Captain Kirk, like you want to see these characters, like it's, mm. and it's the thing that shapes us as human beings. I have much to believe that, like how we grew up as t- kids. Now, whether or not that's a good thing or not, but TV kind of shapes us. But we shapes us like we, we, when we idolize the good guys, their values kind of become our values. Mm. I I still love that comment. It's like, you know, it's oh, uh, was it? When you idolize Batman, but the Joker makes more sense. Yes, I, I always love those love those comments. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like I like I was also saying it kind of recently. Like, fuck, Thanos had a few. Every time I have a dumb conversation with somebody, I'm just like, you know what? Fucking Thanos had a few good points. Yeah, I I need to buy the mug. I'm like, Thanos was right. I think yeah. when I go when I go Christmas shopping, yeah. I think of yeah. Yeah, the or like the Grinch. Really the Grinch becomes so much more relatable. Like, to be fair, it wasn't Christmas he hated; it was people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Self-loathing, or singing, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it makes more sense. But you're you're right again. People go see the go see the characters, and I think and a point I made a couple of weeks uh, a couple of weeks ago was you're all complaining about Marvel. If it was, if turn the clocks back 20 years, you'd be complaining about Westerns because there was Westerns everywhere. Westerns dominated. I'm so happy you brought up Westerns. I'm so happy you brought up Westerns because I've had having a craving for a good Western for a little while. And I haven't seen like a good one since like early 2002. Like, have you ever seen American Outlaws with Colin Farrell? No. But wasn't there wasn't there wasn't three two to Yuma? Yeah, three ten to Yuma. Yeah, three ten to Yuma that, was a good one. Yeah. Um, but like they just don't make westerns the way they used to anymore, and I kind of miss them. Uh, I kind of miss a it, good like like Tombstone. Fucking amazing uh, movie. Oh, is that with um, Morgan Freeman and? No, uh, that's Tombstones with. Uh, Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, um, oh, yeah. oh, Sam, oh, Unforgi- uh, Unforgiven. Yeah, Unforgiven's dope. Mm. But like, there's just 
that's that's how the westerns went which people believe superheroes will come as well it'll be oversaturated the 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 market will get completely sick of it the problem being between superheroes and westerns is that there is plethora of comics of multiple different storylines multiple different versions multiple different like the body of work is already there to well, keep making superhero movies. And, and the, here's the other thing, especially with the MCU. Like, there's no point where the MCU can hit the stop button right now. No. no. You can't. Like, that time is over. You could have done that at Endgame. You could have hit the stop button, Endgame, go, we're done now. But now we've just purchased Fox, and we have Wolverine, and we have X-Men, and the Fantastic Four. And we're just going to restart now. We're going to do it all different. We're going to try new bad guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to do everything different. But you can't hit the stop button right now. Right now, they're telling too much of a linear story. So now they're going to mm. add these characters in, and I'm excited for it. But also, I'm a little bit disappointed because now I may or may not see Reed Richards and Iron Man together. No, I think I I I hold out hope that when we see uh, the uh, not Kang Dynasty, the Secret Wars, Secret Wars mm. we are going to see a variant of Tony Stark, whether that is. Oh, RDJ I, or Tom Cruise—that's up for debate. And I believe that we will see a variant of Captain America, whether that's Chris Evans or Tom Cruise. That's up for debate. I I strongly believe that we will get that. I just have um, a firm we, believer that all the alternative actors for these character roles are Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is Captain America. Oh well, he would have the running down. He would have definitely oh, have the running down. That sprint. Would have been amazing. That sprint in uh, Infinity War would have been amazing. So Tom Cruise, yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I I agree with you. I, the thing is, like as you would have heard me on, la- on the last episode, anything, anything, and everything is on the table for Secret Wars. There is no landish out idea that yeah. is too absurd, too crazy because Kevin Feige. At the end of the day, is a is a fanboy just like us, and yeah. he's got he's going nuts. Yeah, I think he's just going to start having fun with it, man. And I think he's going to start issuing paychecks to go and like, guys, you know, if we do this move, we're going to see a whole bunch of people see this movie. So like, yeah. if you sign this one check, we're fine. So what do you think? And he's yeah. got Disney money to deal with, not just he's Marvel got, money. He- He's got. He's dealing with money. Disney money. That Mickey mm. Mouse checkbook of his will do anything. And then, mm. like Robert Downey Jr. said, if the story's right, I'll come back. Mm. Chris Evans, I know he says he's kind of done, but I guarantee you, if the story's right and the price is right, he'll come back. Oh. I'm convinced that Old Man Rogers is on a moon base. Like you don't say <laughs> something like that without me. Without me fucking I thinking, he was on that's one hundred percent where he is right now. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Well, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's Old Man Rogers. Yeah. Well, everyone wants to see that Disney Plus show idea of him going putting the stones back. Like that's still on the table. Could you imagine that scene? Not only the the two scenes that I really want to see in that is putting back this the stone inside Natalie Portman. Like, he has to put that back into her. And then yeah. the the and then the conversation that he's going to have with Red Skull. 
Idaho Ritz, that's the one that I think like I would love to see. Like that's the one I'm like, God, that'd be good right, to see what the kind of like that's gonna be. But look, that's the thing, you never know and anything's on the table. Anything's you don't know who's gonna come back, who's cause you know, he's looking at Ben Affleck is Daredevil. He's looking at the original Fantastic Four. I have no doubt. He's left a message on um, Nicolas Cage's uh, message tone for Ghost Rider. Like he's going to go balls the wall. You know, he's you've made a he, you've done Endgame. Well done. All right, let's go bigger. What? Let's go bigger. Well, I would argue that No Way Home may be bigger than Endgame because of, hear me out, because of the ballsy move of bringing the other Spider-Man back. Yeah. And then, that, yeah. like, and, and like, I understand that Endgame's a big franchise where you have, like, every, like, you have Wakandans fighting side-by-side side with the Wizards, fighting side-by-side side with Ravagers, fighting side-by-side side with the Avengers. Like, that is a dope scene where you see Howard the Duck come out with the wasp dope fucking scene mm. however nothing will pull up my heart more than seeing andrew garfield and toby Maguire and tom holland in those heartbreaking scene of just loss of lost loved ones that put them on the track that they are on now mm. oh well that might also that marks one year my yeah. one year yeah. actually it's since that movie came out but i'm gonna watch it tonight dude i i i'm right there with you nothing nothing fuels me more than seeing t uh tom mcguire come back and him suit up and mm -hmm. all those interaction scenes you know and i saw someone post for the anniversary is like just a kind reminder that this, we got this. Yeah. Marvel pulled this out of the box of tricks. Yeah. Can you imagine that, though? Can you really just fathom that for a minute? That we never got... They did know, the we never got. We never got the ending of, uh, of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. We never got... No. We never got the story of Tobey Maguire. The, 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 we never got the third movie we should have got for Tobey Maguire. No, we didn't get the fourth movie we were meant to get. <clears throat> and fuck, when those guys just show up on the screen, they it just it takes you back to when you were a kid, mm. and it takes you back to when where you were when those Andrew because I love those Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies. Honestly, I thought he was like. I like the way he played Spider-Man with the, the like he, he would talk like the way he would just get like the, like the arrogance of Spider-Man was there. Like, and mm. I like that because Spider-Man is like that. He talks a lot of shit and I don't think we get that really out of Tom Holland's, but I think it's coming. But we got now, that out of Andrew Garfield. I think so. I, I like where, I like where Tom Holland's Spider-Man is right now. Cause we, now we're going to see, if they make another movie, basically we're going to see Spider-Man. Now we will yeah. see Spider-Man. That, that was the other thing that I always like thought we were missing out on Spider-Man. Yeah, he always started at high school, but yeah, he was on the verge of graduating high school. 
what I loved mm. about this version of Peter Parker is like he when he becomes Spider Man, he's like fifteen years old. Yeah. That's insane to me. And you have to make these hard decisions and you have to do this before your balls have even dropped yet. He hasn't even had hair in his nuts yet. And he's like, has to make life death decisions. <laughs> well, have you, go back and look at how young he looks in Civil War. He looks so yeah. young. In and Civil how young War. he acts too, though, right? Like he goes like, he's uh, in there going like, hi, everyone. I'm, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. So like uh, I like, mean like, this stuff's coming out of you? Yeah. Like that scene was amazing. That scene was amazing. I was hoping they would do something because I like my big thing is like I remember like the Toby Maguire one. It came out of him, not the like he never ran out of webs. He came he yeah. was Yeah. And it's just like kind of personal, but like, no no no, we had to make our own. So like we're just naturally curious. Like Yeah. Does does it come out of other places? Oh, oh yeah. my my favorites when Andrew Garfield's um, it's like, oh, I know, I'm so lame. I haven't found any cool villains. And Toby's like, what? You're amazing. You are amazing. Yeah. Now say it. Now, I, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm amazing. Yeah. It's just like, no, I, just, they, you know, <laughs> I didn't fight any aliens. Yeah, I didn't fight. I just like how you fought an alien in our space. Yeah. <laughs> but I... I do know. I have saw a rumor that they have both been contacted for Secret Wars. Yeah, have you ever watched the '90s uh, Spider-Man, like the the cartoon show? Oh uh, yeah. Oh okay. Spider Verse. Sorry, I forgot to mention it. We got the Spider Verse trailer this week. Oh fuck! I am so ready for that. I have no idea what what we're we getting into with that. You see how many Spider-Man we're getting? There is so many Spider-Man in that in that one scene, and again, Oscar Isaac is nailing it. And the brief yeah. scenes that we see when he's talking, he's nailing Spider-Man. Oh, basically, Sp Spider-Man Beyond. Uh, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. Twenty ninety nine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty But I like what you did there, um, Spider-Man Beyond. That's cute. Oh, it's come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right. There's so many different Spider-Man in that scene, and uh, the most notable one was that you can actually see Spider-Man from the PlayStation games, which is amazing. You play that start to finish? No, I haven't. Dude, bring some Kleenex when you get to the end. Mm. Well, like, I, I cry. Uh, Mark from Mark My Words, he said the same thing. He's like, the ending is just gut wrenching. I'm like, yeah. the Miles Morales game? gut wrenching. The, the just not just redemption is just it's just out of all the superheroes right i don't think anyone sacrifices as much as peter parker does well that's what well, look at no way home look yeah. at what you sacrifice he sacrificed his entire life exactly and that's just but that is peter parker always like if you go in the comic books may get sacrificed or uh you know the his relationship with mary jane one way or another does get sacrificed and then he goes mm. to this dark place where he even makes a deal with mephisto so he can get mary jane back and it's this that's right you know, it, like it's the the character itself is just designed to endure pain and he never gets a break because at the end of the day he has to be spider-man 
and no one else can be Spider-Man. Yeah. And no. it, it's, and it's one of the most the same beautiful as, characters. It's not the same as the Batman rule. No, like yeah, anyone can be. Uh, Batman can at be least has billions of dollars. Batman at least yeah. has billions so of dollars at the end of the day. Where does he go to? He goes to his mansion to to yeah. sleep and relax. Spider Man goes to his shitty fucking New York apartment that's fucking way too expensive <laughs> for what he's going. I know, I know. Uh, but I, I'm I'm all of the Spider Man Spider Verse. I that that just. That trailer. Oh, I'm in for it. That first movie was fantastic. That was such a, like, not a random hit, but I remember finishing watching going, that was bloody good. Like, that was pretty good for what was just meant to be, like, you know, here's an animated Spider Man movie. Okay. But anyway, like, the soundtrack, everything, you're like, I want to see more of this. And no, I want to see more. We get part two, two and three. Yeah. Like this and you whole, know this, that that. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and you know that the old animated series Bat, uh, Spider-Man will be in this hundred percent. Well, he's in the first one. It's the post-credit scene. Do you not remember that? So the Spider-Man twenty ninety nine oh, goes back yes, in yes. time. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's surely Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to rock up. If, if they do, honestly, that just means they just love being Spider-Man. Hmm. I, the paycheck it, would be very nice. Paycheck, paycheck must be nice, but also I do think that there's a love of this character. And to a certain point, this character puts them all on the map. Their career is significantly different. Tom, Tobey Maguire was having a great career before Spider-Man, so I'll give him that. But look what comes after doing Spider-Man. He does Seabiscuit because he's an it guy. Gets him an Oscar mm. nomination. I mean, he may have won an Oscar mm. for that. I'm not sure. Um, but like, I don't think he did. He does Great Gatsby. He he does he does all these movies because he becomes an it guy. Andrew Garfield becomes Spider-Man, and then he comes off of uh, the Facebook movie there. Uh, yeah, but and then, yeah, probably, even yeah. then, but like. Yeah, but it puts him on the fucking map for every everything else. Hacksaw Ridge, which I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar for too. I've seen that. That's really good. Yeah, and then that's Hacksaw Ridge. Tom Holland. Really good. Tom Holland's Tom Holland is now our it guy. They just put him in mm. fucking everything now because everyone loves him because he's Spider Man. I know. I did see someone tweet, like a mocked up tweet of James Gunn saying, "Your new young Superman would now be played by Tom Holland." Yeah, Batman is going to be Chris Pratt. Oh no, 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 no! I I, could, I don't know if I could do that. I'm like, your next Batman there- will be guy who played Mario. know what i think i told you this mario is gonna be amazing it's gonna be mario lego movie great. good yeah the trailer like, looks I, great. I was right and... there like when it was announced and it was announced it was chris pratt i think i made fun of it too with everybody else but now that i've seen this trailer yeah. i am a hundred percent on board this is a lego yeah. movie i'm in like and like the lego movie was robbed at the oscars like there's no way 
that uh, Big Hero 6 was better than the Lego movie. But I'll have that debate for another time. No, no. It should have gone to the Lego movie. The first Lego movie, I haven't seen the second one, but the first Lego movie was so good. And I had that song stuck in my head for so long. Like driving to work on everything is awesome. Ah. The 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 sequel movie has a, another song and it's called Get Stuck in Your Head and it's fantastic. Oh, like honestly the God. second movie was really fun. The second movie was really fun. I don't I don't yeah. think it's as good uh, as yeah. the first one, but it was it's a lot of fun. I enjoy both those movies. I, it's it's on the watch list. It's the all Star Trek. With all the Star Trek, Doctor Who, Doctor Who all that. This, all, this all is going to take a while. You got to get in. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find time, but I'm gonna release an episode before Christmas. Me and Maddie, we're gonna do like Christmas of the Misses, and we're gonna um, talk about our favorite Christmas movies, and we're gonna we watch Spirited. I don't know if you've I watched that, that yet with Ryan Did you Reynolds. enjoy that? I love that. Uh, I will save my review, but surprisingly, I love the twist. I love the yeah. someone just completely twisting the story. It does not go the of... way you expect. No, not at all, which is a lot, I think my favorite parts of it compared to uh, your normal yeah. Christmas Carol story. Yeah. Have you ever seen Scrooged with Bill Murray? With Bill Murray. Fucking love it. I fucking love that version. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I found it was more Scrooge than it was a Christmas story, and I yeah yeah yeah. Scrooge with Bill Murray is so good. Kind of dark, kind of really dark at a couple of times, but good. Yeah. Oh, I just watched yeah. Scrooge recently. It's fantastic. Yeah, I th- I know. I I think I only, I I think I just flipped that on ages ago. I. I couple of Christmas ago, I just flipped on because it's like I was on Netflix. So I was like, oh, Bill Murray, it's Christmas Carol, it's a season, let's go ahead. Yeah. And I remember pitching, hey, this is actually this is pretty good. This was this was really good. Um, it's like, oh, what's another one? You know, there's the Christmas Carol with the Muppets. There's the Christmas Carol yeah. with Jim Carrey. Yep. There's a lot of versions of it now. No, uh, it's... So, and there's just a new one I think got released on Netflix two weeks ago. It's a musical, um, musical Christmas Carol. Well, that's what we needed. That's the that's the change up we needed. Yeah, that's if you run out of ideas, do a musical version of it. That's that's that, that's, that's it. That's plan. all you need. Yeah. What's your that's, favorite all... non Christmas Christmas movie? Die Hard? Well, that's probably too, die hard? too an obvious choice. Yeah, Die Hard, so, Volume uh, 1. Um, Non-Christmas Christmas movie. So, like, Gremlins. Oh, uh, um, uh, yeah. Batman Returns. Batman Returns. That would, Yeah, Batman Returns would be a good Christmas movie I do like. Obviously, Die uh, Hard 2, because it happens on Christmas as well. Again... Just trying to think. You know what Christmas movie I haven't watched in ages? That's such a classic. What? Uh, uh, it's not Turbo Man. Oh, uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. Yeah, man. That's a good one. I haven't, wa- I haven't watched that in ages, but that's so good. Um, Turbo Man. 
It's turbo time. Yeah, it's turbo time. Uh, don't you put that cookie down? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one. You know what? Like that's kind of like that's kind of like the most realistic kind of thing of like what's going on today, right? With like seeing superheroes, and then if we ever saw our parent as like that superhero, it'd probably blow our fucking mind. Yeah. That's right, try and get that last toy, the Black Friday sales, yeah. like it's all it's still relevant yeah. today. You know? Um so it's still all the same. I just can't believe it's almost Christmas. Um I still got shopping to do, like you know, I'm just trying to think of like before before I before we know it, I'll be recording my first episode for twenty twenty three. Yeah. Like, that's the scary well, part. Well, you know what, man? I, I've been talking your ear off for, like, two hours and 15 minutes now, maybe more. Lee, I could talk to you all day. It is a shame <laughs> that we don't live in the same country and can't hang out in person. I know. Because I would love that. I know. I wish. I wish. Yeah. I wish but, I did. Uh, you're, you're in a lot of guys. I wish I yeah. was on the other side of the fence. Um, fuck. I could talk to you all day. I'm, I'm hoping that when you uh, chop this together... You leave it just so I'm longer than Michael O'Rears. Well, then, uh, we, we've passed the mark. We have passed the mark. Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm 95% past the mark for this one. So you to end 2023, you will be my longest guest episode to date. That's it. I, we, I'm not in I competition with Stark Wars, but... No, which it might be because I, I need to get... And I need to do another episode with... Uh, uh, Stark Wars. I need to do another one with them. Um, By the way, I want to shout them out real quick because their Jar Jar episode, Where is Jar Jar, was fantastic. How good was that? That was that was so good. His it marketing, was, the, the, the oh, marketing idea for it was great. Honestly, I loved every second of it. It was, uh, and then like you can tell that it was like a passion project, like. The yeah. fun that was had, the research that was done. And you know what? Like, I'm a guy that fucking, like, I love Jar Jar. I think he's more necessary, necessary to the plot line than C-3PO. Yeah, well, it's true. Um, but I, oh, I just, they just did such a good job. And at first, just with the imaging, I think it was you as well. I was, I was thinking, are they doing something Batman-ish? Just because, like, yeah. I was thinking very Riddler, and because it was black and then red, I was like, like, are you doing, like, a Batman promo, or are you doing, like, a Christmas special? But fantastic. I, I did call that and... it was Jar Jar. Yeah, you I did. I called that you it was did, Jar Jar, you did. Right here. He called it. But their episode is <laughs> fantastic. If anyone listening, you need to go check out Star, War, Star Wars, uh, Where is Jar Jar? It's fantastic. They did a, they've done a great job, and yeah. complete price. Even to their them. like, where is Jar Jar? Like, where's Waldo? Game that they even put on their Instagram. Good for them. Just yeah. that was great. And I like how it's all set like noirish and the music in the background. Oh, they just had fun, man. That's what I love. I mm. love like when creators do a thing and they're passionate about it. That's what I love. That's why I'll never shit mm. on anyone doing their thing. I love people trying, and I love people just, like, I had an idea, and I think it's going to work, and I hope for the best. And that's what Michael did. That's what Michael and Tommy did. They had, like, I think we should do a Where's Jar Jar Now thing. 
And I mm-hmm. let, let's put in some research. Let's interview people. Let's see if we can actually figure out where you think he is today. And fuck, yeah. good for them. They did something. They did it terrifically. Hit out of the park. Hit it out of the park. Yeah. Yeah, they did a, so. a great, a great job, um, yeah. and it is it, it's a good decent runtime. And for anyone, they've podcasting peak podcasting episode right there. Oh, it's and even it's when fantastic. I was listening to it, I was like, I was like, geez, I need to step up my game. That was that. I was like, God, oh, I need it. They're raising the bar. I need to do something to raise the bar. Right, like that, it kind of motivates you to do something better, and I like that. Like, and then that's what I, we have this little community of podcasters that we all are in constant communication with. And when you're around people that are doing something, but then when you're around them when they're doing it good or doing it well, rather, it's it's a great community to be a part of because then you can like, fuck, all right, that's your that's your game. All right, I gotta I gotta step it up here. It just motivates you to want to do something better. It does, and. I love the community that we've created. I love that we've got that. I love that uh, me and Zach created that Discord group um, full of us. I love the fact that we chat, we swap ideas, and we support each other. You know, we that was the main driving force behind it was just to support each other because I thought, you know, we're, getting, we're growing this group together and it's getting that little bit bigger. So I thought, you know, why don't we just chat in like one spot and just keep swapping ideas and, you know, support each other because at the end of the day, you know, every, you said the best the last time you were on here was we are the was it the indie rockers of uh, podcasting. podcasting. Yeah. You know, we do it. This is all of our passion, and if we can, and what's the old saying? A rising tide rises all ships. Yeah. So if we can support each other as we grow up, grow. That's the main thing. That's that's what I'm all about, buddy. Like it really is. Like I love. Like I never thought when I started, when Sean and I started our little dinky show, just to be like, it's not dinky. Oh, we're on, it's not dinky. Well, but like when we started our show, show. Like, <laughs> thank you. But when we started our show, I didn't expect like the communication and the the friends and like the the support system that kind of came with it. Like like you had no idea, and I'm sure you kind of felt the same thing when you kind of. No. And what I love about you is. You bet on you. Like you like when you started, you were just a one man show going like this is what I think about stuff and some things I like, some things I don't, and like I'm gonna talk about this. And I yeah. fucking love it. When you do your solo episodes, your enthusiasm is at a fucking like you sound like someone that just did a line of cocaine and you're just fucking <laughs> psyched about just to see. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, what's that? But what's I love it. Like I fuck it, we'll do it live. but i but i love it and then now that you bring on guests and you get like debate a little bit or you get challenged a little bit and then it adds not only to your show but it adds to your own personality where you see a side of lee that you don't normally get to see and i like that that's what like my favorite episode of yours is actually the michael o'rear episode where when he comes on and you guys talk and discuss like it comes on and it just that that was one i've like i've listened to a second time because i enjoyed it so much um, and you're I the most enjoyed... humble. You were the most humble podcaster I know. <laughs> I feel yeah, like you the know rest that? of you guys you... are just as humble as me. Everyone pumps my no, tires. You're a nice guy. No, everyone's just as nice. Nah, you are just the most <laughs> humble out of all of us. 
you know, and like I, I appreciate it, man. I, I, as I said, I thank you that you listen every week, and I thank you the fact that you haven't got bored. I think everyone who's listening doesn't get bored, and I, I, my patience is with you because my my partner can't listen to me for this long. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate being on again, man. I appreciate being your like you know second to last before the new year. Your your idea yeah. of doing your Christmas movies with your partner, I think that's a very cool idea. That's a very, I like that. That's adorable. I. I I, yeah. th- I think that's great. Christmas with the missus. Yeah, I know. That's fucking great. I love it. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. I love talking to you, man. Honestly, I would hang out with you all day if I could. Likewise, man. And it's always a pleasure. We, with the 2.15 or the 2.30 mark we are, this is indeed uh, the longest episode. And you're always fantastic to talk to, man. And you're yeah. uh, one of my favorite parts about you is the fact that you're so quick just to keep, like, there's never a dull moment. You're always <laughs> you. quick and you're always fast. And I always love it when you guest on people's and other episodes. I'm like, that's fantastic. And I love the fact that, yeah, our last episode cracked in the top 10. Well, I hope this one cracks the top five. Okay. I hope it does. Yeah. I okay. Tommy's back and he's looking for better results. All right. That's what yeah, I know. I, I probably get a message <laughs> for him being like, so when are we doing this? I got time. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, I got uh, free this afternoon. I, I like that because you were supposed to come on our show, but Sean got busy and turned on me doing your show. Like, yeah, like I turned, <laughs> the tables turned. Yeah, it's sporty. I was like all ready. I was like, all right, I'm a guest. I've got a couple of notes. I'll be right within 10 minutes. So we're doing your show. <laughs> we're doing your show now. I'm like, oh, good, good. Uh, do you have a show uh, planned? Because I got nothing to do. I mean, like, yeah, I'm still free. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, thanks, man. And look, I want to say everybody who's been watching in and been listening, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to wrap up this this uh, big tune in before the obviously rest of the year. And everyone needs to go check out two sides of the story. Your intro is great. I can't wait for you to have your merch store um, and get that ready. I've yeah. got a bulk order of beanies coming. That's soon, coming soon, so. actually. You got we we. we we're oh, still going. We're in talks with somebody. We're going to be, you know, we're going to get a store going soon. We got. We're good, talking to I, a guy who's going to hook us up. Oh, good, stuff I've, got, I've got. I've uh, got. I've got Earth Eight Nine Four. I've got Star Wars. Yeah, I got to get something to yours. I have a Earth Night uh, Earth Eight Nine Four mug, and I have a Star Wars. We have the same Star Wars shirt. I was hoping you were wearing yours. I was going to throw mine on. The oh, baseball was- tee. Yeah, it actually fits really well. <laughs> Great shirt. Um, uh, that's why I bought it. I I was gonna wear it. Uh, when was it? I was gonna wear it in the episode with uh, Michael. Um, but if I had your merch, I'd yeah. be wearing yours right now. Yeah, I know. Well, coming soon. It's a goals for twenty twenty three. We're getting that done. Done. So uh, coming soon. Well, thank actually, you so much for the plug. Yeah, two sides of the story. We release we release episodes every Monday. Uh, hit us up on the Instagram, two sides of the story pod. If you ever want to sh- give us like a hypothetical, a question, or just want to email us your grievances, that's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. You can hit us up. We always answer the emails. Um, please just hit us up. We had a great episode recently where we had uh, uh, the band Pawns or Kings on. 
And if you want to get interested into some country music where you don't think you like country, you might start liking country after this episode. So please check no. that out. Uh, do it. Country for me is it's, 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 it's almost like a guilty pleasure. Like I, when I tell people like, yeah. the music I listen to, I'm like, oh yeah, hard rock, uh, heavy metal. That's the first thing. And then I'll put a country music on when I'm driving home. And then next thing I know, I'm listening to a whole playlist. I'm just like, you know, yeah. and I'm I'm still waiting it's for the day that up, you know, yeah. yeah, I'm still waiting for the day when some country music star starts crying about how their Tesla drove away or their tractor drove away. <laughs> like, oh See, my this god! This is why you should listen to our Ponza Kings episode. <laughs> this guy tears the pop country people to fucking pieces. It's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, we I love talking to you, man. I love your mind. Uh, let's do this again sometime. Whether it's on my turf or yours, I'm happy to do it. Done. Sounds good. Goals for 2023. So, everyone, thank you. Please yeah. go check it out. And appreciate for everyone who stuck around for the entire time. Um, you're the best. Until next time, guys, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to Light Camera Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review and be sure to tell your friends until next time happy ranting <laughs>